0: So, for snack at school today, guess what we had? Bagels. Guess who laughed her head off? And nobody could figure out why. For Friday,
1: July 24th, 2009, this is episode 80 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends.
2: We hold Hold on to the wonder of that world through many pens, and we'll never let go of all the ones we've made our friends. And they'll say it's only a podcast, but we know it's much more than that a community all of its own where we even have our own sorting hat where the hosts are all our friends and the story is told by Jen we'll always laugh before the end part of it we please where the story never ends.
0: And welcome back to Potterfick Weekly. I'm not Ryan. Not Mike. And I'm not Jen. And I'm
1: not Keza. And I'm not P.S. or Cheat. <laughs> the peons taking over Potterfick Weekly. Because apparently the main cast couldn't get Can't through the recording for Harry Potter and the Power of Faith by Creative Quill. T- t- so, t- we do it? <laughs> so the girls are going to do it. Ha
0: ha ha ha. Yes, we're, the girls when have taken tell, over.
3: Win and tell always to let a woman do it.
1: That's right. Okay. So I'm not going to be not Kizza the whole episode, sorry. That's probably <laughs> good. <too hard. laughs> yes. She's going to kill me as it is. Anyway, this is the sequel to Harry Potter and the Power of Truth. And this one's (laughs) a little shorter. And we're going to cover the first 11 chapters of the 21-chapter story today. Uh, We're going to try to, at least. Okay, yeah. It picks up directly from where it left off. I think a year has passed since the end of... Harry Potter and the Power of Truth. And now we have Harry Potter and the Power of Faith.
0: And this starts off just in what appears to be a huge fight. Ron is being snuck up upon. And Hermione's like, you know, Ron, behind you. And he starts to get up. And she's like, get down, duck. And he just barely makes it. And then all this stuff happens. And he stands up and he takes a yellow yeah, shot right between the eyes and goes down. And you think, oh, no, that's it ron's gone and then
3: merle's oh, name did you stand up i thought
4: that
1: was funny
0: and they're playing paintball
4: i can't believe it i love the part where one of the twins had said they why didn't we have paintball when they were kids <laughs> and <laughs> I, I i don't know that's so funny that's so them have you guys ever played paintball before yes it
2: hurts
4: Oh, I remember my one and only time playing it. I hadn't been playing out at our friend's farm. And it was like, it was going pretty good. And I was terrified of getting shot. And people are just going down around me, you know. It's a huge war scene and whatnot. And all of a sudden, this one guy, one of my friends had snuck up and shot me like 10 times all at once. And it was so unexpected, and oh, it hurt so much. I couldn't believe it. I was like, mercy, mercy, I got mercy. And he's just shooting me down.
1: We went to play paintball. In 100 degree temperatures. They look oh, yes. like they're playing it inside because they have... I mean, this is almost ball. like a laser tag. And then he kisses Hermione and gets paint all over her. That was funny. I liked that.
3: <laughs> I just liked it. It was yellow. Because it just <laughs> reminded me of Snapper's sunshine, buttermellow, mellow, <laughs> cut, or whatever the thing was. Yellow. Rat. Thank you. Rat. I can't remember. My brain's so they, go,
1: so they go back and Molly's cooking dinner, which is early. And Harry has called a meeting of the Order. Dun, dun, dun. By the way, did anyone find it a little
4: peculiar that he was using the telephone with Minerva McGonagall?
1: Yeah. You're not looking at this from a canon point of view. There's a whole lot of muggle technology that is Sweet. in the wizarding world. I mean, he has a cell phone and a fax machine. Oh, and does email he? And, right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It it's a, so weird. It kept it, it, throwing me out of the story. I'm just like, what? Wait. Yeah. Huh? It's, it's an integration. Do you read the first story I read the Drabble but I didn't read the power of okay you haven't read the first story that's why you're confused about this the first story uh, we find out that the Wizarding World is real does exist in oh right right yeah yeah you but you me. find a whole lot of things. They drive mm-hmm.
0: a car. No such
1: thing as splinching. Read about the economy. <laughs> There's a lot of muggle things that are integrated into the Wizarding Society. And the books that Joe wrote, as told to her by Albus Dumbledore, are more fantasized than they really are.
0: So there's some things that are true and some things that aren't.
1: Is Tonks and Lupin going to get together
3: in this or not?
1: Uh, I (laughs) know. There is a real Remus, Lupin, but he's not a werewolf. He's a teacher. He's still hot. (laughs) So they come back and Molly lets them know that there's a meeting. And the scene changes in here kind of threw me off because Ron goes to see harry and has been briefed on what the meeting is going to be about and then Ginny comes in to retrieve them and she now knows what the meeting is about but the scene here where she is watching the memory in the uh pensive and then the next sentence harry is talking to somebody else and it was like what okay yeah and it was and you don't realize that it was a different person
0: go back and read it again and because it says what he said it was like he who he (laughs) You thought it was bad. I listened to this on the I Speak it, so I didn't even have the little lines to show me that we were doing scene changes. So I was confused several times. Like, wait a minute, let me back up and try that again, because I don't know what happened.
1: So then he shows everybody the The memory memory, and then he has to translate it because it's in Parseltongue. And what it is, it's Snape has given a prophecy. It's a different prophecy than the last one. And I'm (laughs) kind of wondering why it took them an entire year to get around to telling everybody about this. I'm a little confused.
0: I think because Harry was really hoping it wasn't going to happen and then there were things starting to happen. Oh,
1: he was playing ostrich. So here's the prophecy. Their time is now as the masses gather. They will love and a new generation will be born. And in that, That their motivations will become clear. Those in denial of our world will most need it when the skies erupt and fire scorches the earth. The western world will hold their own, but victory is unassured. Only with a return to true belief in all things magical will our world be balanced. Good and evil, black and white, east and west. The power no longer hit will be the only defense. But first, those who knew each other of old shall find their hatred anew. He who now reaches for the seat of power, a thorn in the side of those of bravery and courage would seek to dispel all of impure blood. He has the power of heritage of blood of name and those who dismiss him shall be the first to fall and fall they will for this man this serpent of green shall rule unless one who has gone before sacrifices all to defeat him and if this new power rising is defeated only then will the world rejoice in peace and prosperity. Only then will there be acceptance between the worlds of muggle and magic. So we've got to figure out who this is Malfoyd and anything, that is so. exactly who they immediately assume. If we move yep. on to chapter two, and in, uh, chapter two they immediately assume that it's Malfoy.
4: See, and when they had assumed that, maybe I'm just going too much off the of canon. I mean, right. and I'm probably missing the middle chapter and stuff. But like, I guess how Draco, how he turned out to be in book six and seven, is kind of still how I have it in my mind. Yeah, so, but
1: in the first story here, that's not what it was, because in the yeah. first I like story, he's bad. I kind of like it when he turns a little bit good, like not too well, good, but he, he doesn't. And in fact, in this one he's the reason that we don't have Hermione. Do you remember you read the... Um, yeah. And you were mad because you didn't know who died. I didn't
4: know who was. And then in chapter three or four, it said she had... What was it? That she had lost her memory or something for 17 years? She...
1: Harry had taken her memory away from her because, because she, she killed Dumbledore. Oh, Right she was imperious by Malfoy so he mm-hmm. killed Dumbledore through Hermione mm-hmm. and when Malfoy was being taken away by the aurors he basically challenged Harry and Harry okay. told him that i you know i'm going to dance on your grave so yeah this there's a whole lot of animosity between those two and now yep. Harry thinks that Malfoy is trying to gather power because it everything fits it's the okay. motivation. It, it's the way he is. And book six and book seven, Malfoy is nowhere to be seen. This is up through
0: Order it's, of the yeah, Phoenix. It's, it's very different.
3: Is Snape full blood in this one? I don't think it matters. Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't think it yeah. I don't think it says. Neville says, Harry, it's Malfoy, isn't it? And Harry says, that's what I believe, yes. And Hermione says, but how? I mean, I know he's clever, but, but I thought Mahood had dealt with him. Isn't that what his letter said? So they had assumed that he was dead for a while because he yeah. was supposed to have been, quote, dealt with
1: for the last year they haven't heard or seen anything of him can i
4: I just double check a thing here so Ginny was married to dean right and she had some children and now she's married to harry yes Yes. and they have do they
1: have children together they have children they have two right now okay so and he's adopted her one? daughters. So they actually have five altogether. Uh,
4: so, she's fruitful. And well, are they, they're around like 36 she, now too? Or? She is right.
0: So Harry is not happy. Uh, Harry is just feeling really put put upon at this point. You know, I've defeated Voldemort. I've defeated Mahout or Mahout, however you say it. And Mahout. now I have to go after Malfoy. And I'm just sick and tired of it. I mean, that's how he's feeling.
3: It's kind of pinnacled because of the thing is how everything comes in threes.
1: And stuff like that. Right. That's kind, true. Kind of like a very.
0: Yeah, circle. but see, he's,
1: he's really tired of this. He I would be too. You know, all right. he wants to do is be a dad, be a husband, and here he's got to go, you know, save the world again. This time, he's tired of it. He seemed really like fatalistic in this
0: yeah he did and he is and he's just said okay that's it basically he said screw it we are going to reenact the high treason laws and if we think you're a death eater that's it you're going to jail for the rest of your life and if we catch you doing something you shouldn't be you're dead i'm not playing games with you people anymore this is how it's going to be right and george says i have never seen harry that angry and ron said he wasn't angry Mm -hmm. and you know and they said well what do you mean he wasn't angry and ron says i seen him angry he never loses it he wasn't angry he was hopeless hopeless absolutely hopeless he doesn't believe he'll ever finish this he's gonna just set up the world to deal with it and he thinks he's dead according to the prophecy he has to sacrifice himself in order to save the world that's what he's gonna do and he has nothing to live for he has no reason to to do you know he's doing it because he loves his family and that's what he does but he has no hope absolutely no and and he's tired of
1: it and it's breaking his heart because like i said he wants to be a father and a husband and have his family around him he doesn't have to want to put up with this he doesn't want to have to do this
4: well it's understandable too like, that would probably be really tiring after how many years of going through that and losing so much and What i don't get is let's put the
1: death eaters in azkaban for four years four mm-hmm. years what the I... hell is this I
4: know. That's short yeah. Muggle laws, I guess.
0: They've gone to bed after the meeting and Harry gets uh, awakened in the middle of the night by Bill, who tells him that there have been attacks and six separate attacks all in southern England. And Harry says, how many muggles are dead? And he says, no muggles. It's all half-bloods. They went after half-blood children.
1: Not adults, children.
0: So they had 14 casualties and they just six people were that survived it, which was really good, but they didn't know what had happened and it was decided that they would bring all of the families George and Fred and all of their families into our mansion so that they would all be safe
1: you'll see this not a lot of the Weasleys married purebloods Charlie and George and Percy's. I think Percy's Who's no Percy Percy's, married to he's gone
3: I was going to say I thought Percy died there
1: were 14 people killed and 12 of them were under the age of 15 so they yes. were targeting children Kingsley comes in and he's been to the different sites and he's talking about out. the night of the final battle this was worse it's just worse than the night that harry killed voldemort so yeah this I is mean, pretty
3: much the catalyst to really just to get harry involved yes, in
1: everything it was
4: and it's pretty realistic too i think like it's Not really hard to imagine if you've ever seen, you know, those commercials on TV for World Aid and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. even just, I remember doing a report last year for Darfur and stuff and just seeing those pictures.
1: So this was very definitely a come and get me, come and get me Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Now, Fred and George and their families and Charlie's wife's family. And her parents. Yeah. I mean, they're just, how big yeah. can this house be? <laughs> I was wondering that. And were they all living together
4: before then, too? Because it said, like, no. Ron and her. No? Okay.
0: Ron and Ron Hermione Ron were there. Okay. And Ginny was there.
1: Ginny was there, obviously. And Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, I think. I don't and know they're if five kids. Charlie's not there. Fred and George aren't there. Bill's not there.
0: So Bill okay. is in charge of security. And so Harry says, I want you to work on security and I want you to get the twins on it. Because if it can be booby-trapped, reinforced, strengthened, I want it done. And if the twins are here, I know it's going to be unusual and unique and let's do it. Yeah, because even
1: though they don't have the joke shop that was in the books, they do know their pranks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right.
0: They're still Fred and George. Right. I'm
1: in the next chapter already. Ginny is starting <laughs> to be
0: lethargic <laughs> again. Hmm. <laughs>
1: let me think about this
0: she needs a nap in the middle of the day and harry doesn't and, pick up on it but and of
1: course all the readers are like i picked
0: up ah, on it yeah i'm thinking that she might be pregnant.
1: apparently the as we find in the last story that you haven't read the <laughs> um tendency for weasley women to be lethargic in their first trimester yes. and that's really how they find out that they're pregnant <laughs> That they're tired all the time oh, so she's like tired 20. and everybody goes ah but beautiful. she was up be since great. three
0: in the morning yes she's been up since three o'clock in the morning but so is everybody else and that's and that's part of it but the hint is there that she is pregnant i mean that's right. kind of that was the direction you were supposed to be thinking
4: okay i think and i was wondering because since i've been up since four i was wondering if i was pregnant but that wouldn't be possible <laughs> a star appears in the east or like the traffic light appears okay so right now i'm staying in calgary and calgary i don't know if you guys have heard of calgary but it's pretty much the biggest city in alberta like it's freaking huge and i'm from a small small town with sixty thousand people or something like that and it's okay it's been i got lost having to drive an hour to work is not fun (laughs) so i had to get up at like four so i'd be in there on time Sorry
0: for that random spiel. Bill and Arthur and Harry all flew into the ministry. And I really like the next couple of uh, chapters with this because I just really like the way that Harry go- is really gung-ho here. And uh, I like Ramona. Yeah, I like Ramona a lot, too. So Ramona is his secretary, and he says, I want a meeting with all the department heads in 20 minutes. Get them here. And she says, yes, sir. Oh, yes, and, the emergency and- meeting. And he
1: doesn't and- care. Meeting with King William, but. In the last story? Downing Street and Windsor Castle were bombed, and William was in Switzerland on a ski trip. Okay, he was the only one to survive, so now he Uh, has been crowned. I like how they call him Shackleball Shack. Shack, yeah. We need a little insert of Shack. So anyway, (laughs) he tells Ramona twenty minutes, and she says twenty minutes. Or he, Bill says twenty minutes is a whole lot of time. How much did the time did the attacks last night take, Bill? Perhaps Mm -hmm. we should tell the survivors that their elected officials don't feel it was very long. I'm sure to those being attacked, it felt like the longest 20 minutes of their lives. This is like, I'm
0: seeing the armor and the sword, (laughs) the shield Harry here. Yeah, this is not nice Harry. This is Harry that has come to get some things done. So they have this, this is an emergency meeting of all of the ministers, except for one. Nicholas Kilburn doesn't show
1: up. He's on vacation.
4: This family in Morocco, gee, must be nice. (laughs) He's in
1: uh, Majorca.
4: Is that Majorca? Oh, I Majorca? Okay, maybe. No,
1: he's in he's in Majorca. It's oh. an island off of the coast. It's in the Mediterranean. I have I have some pearls that are from Majorca. It is a tourist <laughs> location. And in fact, a couple of the stories, and I know at least one of them, the Dursleys talk about wanting to go to vacation on Majorca
0: when he thinks that Mr. Mason when Mr. Mason comes for the dinner that Dobby kind of ruins they're hoping that he gets a big contract for drills so that they can get a vacation home in Majorca there
1: so anyway um, Nicholas Killeborn is on vacation with Mm -hmm. his wife and family in Majorca and Harry says fine what's his assistant who's the second in command and it's a Pruitt relative of Molly's and he calls her in and she is made minister of Muggle relations and he has removed Nicholas Kilborn. That's it. And, you know, if you're not going to be here and this is an emergency meeting and I said you need to be here, you're out. Goodbye. He is not messing around here. So he has the meeting and he tells them that he is reinstating the uh, high high treason. Treason?
4: Treason? Treason
1: The high treason laws. For future reference, I do not accept the excuse of I'm on holiday when our world is under attack. And this is the guy who's the minister of muggle relations. And these are half-bloods that are
0: being attacked. Hello. They pass through the laws and then they bring in Rita Skeeter and let her know what's going on so that she gets the scoop and she can spread the word that the high treason laws are back and that, you know, Harry's not messing around. He's gonna be really tough on this and everything passed unanimously. It's absolutely gone the way that he wants it to, but he's not happy about it because it's not really what he wants. He just wants to, he's just doing the best he can and he's just tired and, you know, he's just not...
1: Not he's not <laughs> he's not fighting anymore and hermione is right he's being reactive and not proactive about what's going on yeah. he's putting these laws into effect if you do this this is what's going to happen not a preventative this is a consequence
4: i don't think i mind it so much i mean because he's he's gotten to that point where in his life where he's not taking any more crap and he's got to lay down no the crap. law no and it no means business yeah and i think i mean i haven't read the, the chapter the rest of the chapters that we're supposed to but to me It's just like it shows everyone that he means business, and I think it'll set a good example for other people. Hopefully, you know, like you do this, you're gonna get the highest penalty possible. Like, well,
1: the the big problem with that is that's fine and dandy but you get a group who is terrorizing they're not gonna care they don't you know ha ha yeah you put me in jail find me first I can't stand people
4: like that you know those people that you talk to and you can't get all those people that just push your buttons you know and you don't know how to talk with them and they just keep pushing back and or like I I guess I'm thinking my little brother and you you know you're telling him to be quiet or whatever and he just becomes more loud and everything or they get really cocky and everything Oh, I
1: think those people are the most aggravating and I can the people who they're gonna need to who these laws are gonna apply to mm-hmm. the people they who are care. going they don't care it's like yep. I said it's find me first just try to stop me they do it for the joy of it well yeah they're death eaters
0: that's why they do it they remind me of terrorists in a way
1: that's exactly what they are. Yeah.
0: And you'll so, find out later that they uh, that they have that mentality because later something happens and, and you see exactly where they're coming from. Who the so, death eaters or the other people? Death, no, the death eaters. Okay And that they you know, that they don't care. There's nothing that you can do. You're threatening to kill me, so what? If you don't kill me, he's gonna. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing you can do to me. I wonder they how just...
1: people like that get to a place like that though. Maybe it's... ask somebody who's a suicide bomber. It's mm-hmm. brainwashing. And mm-hmm. conviction. Well, no, no. For people like this, they are totally convinced that they are going to go, go on to a higher plane. Or, you know. <laughs> the 72 okay. Virgin. Chapter 4. The Daily Prophet. <laughs> has just released the two inch headline that says new minister reinstates high treason laws
0: and Harry and, and Arthur have a heart to heart and I really like this part Harry says Arthur you're the you were the one of the best ministers we've ever had and he says no Harry I'm not fooling myself I looked good because I followed Fudge and Fudge was a no
4: when I was reading I thought they'd like sit back in time and like Harry was having a memory like is Arthur the ministry magic or is Harry
1: Arthur was the minister for magic at the beginning of the last story okay and when the Death Eater attack started, under Philip Okay. Arthur stepped down and the only person who was nominated and was unanimously voted into office was Harry
4: but he's saying how he's stepping down here like is this present time
0: now then no no when he stepped down okay
1: you were one of the best ministers we've ever had. I'm not fooling myself. I looked good because I followed Fudge.
0: I just really liked this this whole conversation. It was a really nice conversation between the two of them. I think it might have given Harry just a little bit of peace and Harry says, I just don't want to screw this up. And Arthur says, you won't. He says, how can you know that? Because, Arthur smiled, you care because you're worried about it. No matter what you do, whatever you do will be more than sufficient because, Harry, you never do half a job. And then he says, and by the way, Molly sent me to find you because it's breakfast time. Let's go eat. She he won't feed me until I bring you to, to breakfast.
4: Okay, and so now we've gotten to the part where Harry's back at the ministry and he's, and he's in the Maypole. Yeah. He's
0: waded through all the, all the reporters and he's kind of given them a very short statement and now he's heading into his office.
4: And he talks to Ramona for a bit something about German pastries and how she needs to get an assistant to go get.
0: Ramona just
1: kills me because yeah. here she is. She is the assistant, the administrative assistant to the minister for magic, and she's walking to work, to work. and she she's lives in a flat flu- that's You're not fit. connected to the flu network. I was like, <laughs> "What, girl, you are in so much trouble (laughs) and i don't mean trouble with harry i mean if somebody snatches her oh oh yeah there's no way of knowing or
4: anything she can be so easily picked off and with the information that she has just being oh yeah yeah, secretary to harry oh my gosh so i guess harry goes into his office because apparently nicholas wants to speak to him and he's pretty upset about how Harry poss- passed some new laws without his presence. And he Harry goes on to explain, he's like, your presence was denied to us, you made that choice. And well, he's saying, oh, I was on holiday with my family and whatnot, and using that as an excuse and everything. And Harry was, well, you have an emergency portkey, you could use this. And he goes on to explain that... He didn't have it with him, it's like, you
0: have just... <laughs> sunk your own career. I like my notes right here. Nicholas (laughs) Gilbert is waiting for him. Can you say whipped? My wife wouldn't let me come back. I didn't feel it was
4: too much to ask for a week's holiday without interruption. He's like, well, you can go on and take that issue and put the new dark load when we managed to nail him down. And so they go on to explain that he's been kicked out of his position and that Miss Pruitt has taken over. Sometimes doing what they do in their job, they do have to put their family second. He knows how that feels, but he's wanting Nicholas, to understand that he wouldn't have called this emergency meeting without
1: good reason to. Without anyone. it being an emergency. Yeah,
4: without it being an emergency, <laughs> exactly. So, in, he was. You were minister of Muggle relations, and you chose to stay out of the country after an attack that could have well have been fourteen Muggles dead. And he, Nicholas, goes, "It wasn't their bloody half-bloods." Harry, Ron, and Bill all looked at him, surprised by his choice of words. I think you may want to rephrase that, Kilbourne considering
1: that I'm a bloody half-blood. I was like
4: <sighs>
1: Harry's a half-blood because in this universe Lily Evans was not a witch. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Lily Evans was not a witch. Oh. She was a muggle. James Potter was a fool, oh, but but Lily So Evans how did he meet Lily, Lily then? He met Lily. I don't know how he met Lily. Oh, goodness, but it wasn't at re- Hogwarts. I mean, it, it could have been on a holiday or something, you know. He just they didn't meet at Hogwarts. I bet they met at a muggle diner. Maybe because <laughs> Snape didn't like Harry mm-hmm. because he, he knew James, but okay. The motivation of Snape being in love with Lily, and that's why Mm -hmm. Snape hated James so much, that wasn't there. This was prior to us knowing all of that. I
4: feel like it's a whole different book series. (laughs) It is.
1: It is a whole different book series. That's
0: why I like the first story so much, because it was like
1: taking bits of canon and and twisting them just enough to fit into different places, and it was like,
0: whoa. Because it was really fun to see what they considered real and what they didn't. It was always, you know, you just waited to see what was going to come next. Right. They do apparate, but you can't get splint. There aren't... House elves. I think I'm remembering that right. Right. And, and stuff like that. And so, there's
1: no Dementors.
0: And Right? There's no Sirius? Am I right in that? There's no Sirius. Right, that's what I thought. Right. No Hagrid. So that was really... I liked that part because you, you got to just kind of see... I thought the premise was a really neat premise. The whole way she went about putting this universe together, I thought was really neat. So... so okay. and, and here's old Nicholas again. He's just not... You know, after he's... Getting it. After he's <laughs> called Harry the bloody half-blood, he uh-huh. says again, I apologize, Minister. My wife... Yeah, this guy—he's
1: not—he's whipped. So we have, you know, my wife is your problem. You were needed here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: taking the position of minister. You made a commitment to make yourself available when you are needed. Failed to live yep. up to that commitment, and so you're out of your office.
4: You have no one to put blame but
0: yourself, right? That's and it. your wife, <laughs> and your wife. If you really like working here, why don't you go down to human resources and see if they have anything available? Mailroom.
1: Yeah, he'll be—he'll be, he'll be in the maintenance section. Reg Kettermore
4: could be upgraded then.
1: So Nicholas leaves. He goes down to, to talk to Ramona and asks her, why don't you flew to work? She says, I don't have a flu in my flat. Why don't you apparate? She can't apparate. With apparation, either you can or you can't. Not everybody can So he has this conversation with her and discovers that Nicholas Kilbourne's wife is mm-hmm. Lucinda Maddox. And who's Lucinda that? Maddox is Narcissa Malfoy's niece. She is related to the Malfoys <laughs> by blood. Hey, who's her mom then don't know remember this is so she is uh draco's cousin what's the thing with the, the u.s air force if you have bad eyesight and you join the air force you'll be scrubbling bird guano off of the runway in guam i <laughs> think that's, that's where awesome. they need to send nicholas i can't even now,
4: believe he got that position in the first place like i know you're not know. supposed to be
1: biased they didn't
0: know still right. do background checks
1: uh-huh. You think, think they would. And
0: that's next. But and <laughs> Harry goes back into his office and, and he just Ron just sees Harry's face and he's like Harry, he stands up and his hand goes to his wand. What is it? If what I think is going on is going on, then the ministry is employing spies. Mm. And now they have to figure out where they're gonna go now because they don't know who they can trust. Absolutely not.
1: Ron has just been notified that we have spies in the ministry and he's all like, What bloody hell are you talking about? And now they have to figure out how to how to figure out who who is the good guys and who is the bad guys? And there is no way you're going to do background checks on everybody in the ministry. Are you crazy? It'll take forever. Uh-huh. Not but only Bill's will it take forever, idea. but everybody will be suspicious. So they come up with a better idea. After, well, Ramona is now hysterical because Harry is moving her into a different flat. Uh,
0: Harry has decided that Ramona walking to and from work is a safety issue, so he has found her a new flat. And Harry and Ron walk into to find him comforting her as she's sobbing all over him and they are thinking oh no what happened and she's just you know absolutely happy that she has a new flat that she is moving in with somebody that she knows and will be able to flew to work and, and just be safe because it really is a safety issue there's no way she can walk to and from work somebody's going to get her and bill has figured out what to do to flush out the spies <laughs> they're not going to do background checks they're going to put out false information and see who bites the bait, and just see you know what they can flesh out. He's going to go and, and do some things, and they want to talk about Marietta Edgecombe. So Harry says, "Ron, get Hermione here. Harry, I need her to come. Tell her we need to discuss. We need to discuss Marietta Edgecombe. Marietta, right. please, Ron. I need to make some calls. Just go hey, get girl. Hermione." And he wants her to kind of do the same thing that she did for the DA, and she thinks he's crazy, and she's just kind of put out. What do you mean you don't trust the people here, Harry? Harry, that, that doesn't make sense. And he's like, that's it. I trust you and I trust Ron and I might trust your family, but that's all I trust. And I trust
1: the people in the Order, but that's it. Yeah. And she says, why? And he says, because I just found out that the guy who was the minister of Muggle Relations was a spy for the dark. And, and this <laughs> chapter ends with somebody writing a letter to his cousin. Yeah. And it's Malcolm. Malcolm. Malcolm is who is Who in the world is Malcolm? Mm-hmm. Sit down and let me tell you about my cousin Harry. Well, we open up the next chapter. Chapter 6 opens up on Halloween. Halloween.
0: Halloween!
1: Which is still and not a
0: great day for Harry. No, it's going to be a yeah. worse
1: day for Harry too.
0: But first he's going to go for a dance. Did
1: How he about figure her, oh, she's pregnant yet? I don't think she's announced it to him yet. Yeah, and they're sure. going to
0: keep it silent for the rest of the family as well. And she comes out and she's beautiful, as beautiful at 36 as she was at 15. No one could tell by looking at her that she had given birth to five children or that she was old enough to have a child graduating Hogwarts. He's just looking at her and he knows he's got to go to this party, but he's not sure. And he just says How about we skip the ball and get right to the good stuff?
1: I mean, you have to realize that he's only been married for a year and a half. I mean, come on.
0: And then they flew over to McGonagall's office. And as always, Harry trips is on his way out and just hates fluing. Fluing is no fun. And uh, I love this line. Minerva, Ginny smiled, casting a sideways look at Harry. I apologize for our lateness. Harry was primping. Harry gives a yelp of disbelief as his wife smiles wickedly at him. I thought that was great. And off to the ball they go.
1: They meet the dates. Of the daughters. And the first one they run into is Maddie, who is with who is in the third year, and her date is a fifth year named Denny Samuels. And Denny Samuels is Parvati Patel's son. Of course, Ginny has to dig at Harry because Ginny tells Denny that Harry took Padma to the Yule Ball. You dated my aunt? No, we never dated. She's just like poking them and poking them. And now we
0: have two more, Mary and Meg. And Mary's young man is Eric Richards, and he, while Denny was kind of shy and kind of standoffish and not really sure how to act around the famous Harry Potter, this one shakes his hand and is very confident and stuff like that. And Harry's not sure at all that he likes this confidence because, you're gonna be this confident, what are you doing with my daughter?
3: I just like that he goes, <laughs> Sir, Mrs. Thomas? She
1: says,
0: <laughs> Mrs. Potter. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm. I'm sorry. I apologize.
1: Well, the girls still have the last name of Thomas, which is why he said Mrs. Thomas. Meg is with Eric, and Mary is with Michael Pruitt. Yeah.
3: Wait, that's some incest going on there?
1: Nope. no. Nope. Okay. The Pruitts are a very, very big family. Did she say Pruitt? My mother's
3: family is extensive, Harry. He's family. He's far
0: too confident for seventeen. Harry said, then stop dead. Why would he be that confident with Meg, Harry? Jen, you know what we were when we were seventeen? We were sixteen, love, and I was fifteen.
1: Yeah. piece of your own medicine. Yeah, but now he wants to go beat up the 17-year-old. No, outside would be better later with fewer witnesses. Then he could really scare the snot out of the little... If you think of the Yule Ball, Ginny came to the Yule Ball with Neville when she was 13 and Neville was 14. And so Harry is all, what is that fifth year doing asking Maddie to the ball? She's only 13. I'm thinking Ginny was only 13, too. Ginny, Mary is... <laughs> I've spoken to her, too. Love, relax. <laughs> Yeah. It's like all
0: crashing down on him. I think it's about time I had a little talk with McGonagall about the co-ed dorms, Harry said mostly to himself. Ginny and Snape burst out laughing. It's good to see Ginny and Snape laughing together, it is. No, I really like seeing Harry why, yeah, Who the hell is this Richard's kid,
1: and why is he touching my daughter? And I also like the, whatever goes on in the school, Potter, Snape said, an evil smile on his face. Very little of it actually happened in the dorms, as I'm sure you'll remember. Maybe locks on all the empty classrooms and broom closets it's going to be a good idea too. I'm surprised he doesn't have them the chastity belts at this point. But
0: anyway. I'm sure he's going to go look for that charm as soon as this ball is over. That <laughs> iron underwear charm, I guess. I don't know. So, so he gets dance.
1: to dance. And he's going to go dance with all of his girls.
0: I love that he dances with Meg and she tells him that all of her girlfriends think that he's gorgeous. And that yes. there's posters up of him in the dorm room and he's like, posters? When did I pose for posters? And she's like, oh, well, they're not really you. They're that actor that plays you. There's a strike resemblance ego
1: boo to dan radcliffe the thing that i really liked is she called him dad i was like
0: oh i really like seeing harry as a dad yes. here this is yeah. it's a really neat moment to see harry acting as a dad and he's being real protective but at the same time he's really having a nice time with his kids too and there are his kids they may not have been born to him but they are his kids
3: he's been there through practically all their lives anyhow so
1: in the previous story he figured he wasn't going to have any kids mm-hmm. so those girls were going to be his children those are his kids because those were the closest that he was going to have to his own and now he's got his own kids okay so we have the dance with Meg and then he goes and looks for Mary and Mary is talking
0: Quidditch but, uh, and it's fun too it's just hmm, Harry murmured well if he gets out of line I know a couple of really good undetectable exes I can show you <laughs> daddy well it's <laughs> yeah. not easy to see you out with a boy Harry complains he's a nice boy dad and he's really nervous around you although I don't understand why so be nice Oh, yeah, I will, said Harry.
1: Finally goes to find Maddie. And Maddie's with a group of friends. And one of her friends has a very
0: familiar name. Yes, she does. And her oh. friend's name is
1: Julia Edgecombe. Marietta Edgecombe has passed away. But she got married before she passed away. And They don't know much about what happened to her after she got married. This is her niece. I still want to know how Harry got to be 6'3".
0: <laughs> yeah, I know.
3: Harry's always 6'3". <laughs> three. He's this little short guy. This is not like the books. Huh. I just smacked her down.
0: (laughs) This is a good moment with Julie because he finds out that her aunt was Marietta, but he also finds out as he takes Maddie out to dance, and I love the nickname, Smidgen. I'm sorry if I embarrassed your friend, he says, and and she says, it's okay because she's used to it. And you come to find out that she stands up in a a DA meeting and tells them who she is and who her aunt is and just says, you know what, my aunt is not me, and I am totally on the side of, of this, I'm with the DA, and I will not be the one that, that is uh, going to betray you. She married and a
1: Death eater. What really gets me here is that they still have Dumbledore's army. It's been 20 years and they still have it.
0: Yeah, cause she's a member in good standing of Dumbledore's army. Yeah, And that they've been best friends since Julie pulled her back into the boat when she fell out in the lake going over <laughs> It's a, a glimpse of the
1: giant squid.
0: So, yeah, they've been friends for a long time.
1: So they finish the dance and Bill and Ron are standing next to Ginny who is trying to get his attention and there has been an incident. And it's not Um, a nice incident. Oh no, it's not. And remember that they still think that Malfoy is behind all of this. The graves of Harry's parents have been desecrated. Bones have been removed from the coffins and they are scattered around the gravesite.
0: There's a note left.
1: I just had an epiphany. I think it's not Malfoy anymore now. You don't think it's Malfoy anymore?
3: Who do you think Uh -uh. it is? I think it's Edgecombe in some bizarre way. It's related to them. I don't know
1: how. Well, that's... Okay, we have Prediction by Trisha. Hey, I'm Mike! Yeah, you're mm-hmm. Mike. I'm Mike now. Mm-hmm. So Trisha now thinks that the person behind all of this is an edgecombe. Malfoy not could helpful. be
3: involved in it. She could have married him. They never said who he married. Or who she married. Yeah, who she married. But no one knows it's... who Malfoy married. So he's
1: received a note that says, You are the last of your line, Potter. I will see to it. And... Yeah. Now he's thinking that mean by
3: the, like, the male line?
1: That means, that just doesn't mean male line. That means anything. He's
0: gonna, he's gonna wipe it all out. Right. Oh, no.
1: So now Snape knows more about the old magic than any other wizard alive, because obviously Dumbledore is gone. So now he needs to protect his children.
0: This is kind of creepy. Yeah,
1: it is. We're finished Chapter 6, and it's now All Souls Day, November 1st, and... So they have the blood oath. And the blood oath is a guardian oath to die for the protection of the child or children. And instead of just one or two people taking this oath, just about everybody in the Order does, which I
0: thought was kind of, wow. Molly and all of the Weasleys do.
1: I also think this is interesting that says, every blood Weasley in the room has agreed to it, so shut up. We're all taking it. And Hermione is too. Hermione is. And Hermione is not related by blood to Harry or these children. So So they actually, they do the Blood Brothers thing, slash the hands, and now... Harry and Hermione (laughs) are now brother and sisters. Sorry to reminds me what I did when I was little. My girlfriend and I
3: wanted to do that but we were too afraid to cut each other so we put ketchup on there so we're ketchup sisters.
1: We were too afraid to do anything else. That speaks highly of you. So now Hermione is Harry's sister and um, it took longer than they thought it was going to take because so many decided to take part and it was Harry and Ginny and Ron and Hermione and Molly and Arthur and then Bill, Charlie, Fred, George Yeah, and they all swore the oath to protect the children Mm -hmm. and I thought that was just kind of like wow.
0: And then And what happens is that Snape adds it all to the cauldron with the other ingredients and everything, and it bubbles and turns clear, and he decants it into bottles, and he says, The children must be bathed in water containing this for the next three days. Use a bottle each day in lukewarm bath water. They must be treated in the water for at least 20 minutes. It's like, yuck.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sorry. It's, a po- it's, it's just they, a potion. Can they wear, can they wear some it's, too? A, it's a potion. It's a potion. I mean, it's like, you know, putting bubble bath in a bathtub. It's a potion made out of blood. What's bubble bath made out of? True. It's Calvary made out of... scraping. Just don't think snow. about it. Um, but anyway. So, so the children
0: uh, are protected.
1: Here's the oath. I'll dance on your grave, Malfoy. Someday, somehow, I swear to all that is holy, I will see you dead and dance on your grave. And that's what Harry says to Malfoy when Malfoy is being taken away after the final. Battle with Voldemort, and Ron is remembering this. That's why everybody thinks it's Malfoy, except for Trisha, who thinks it's an Edgecombe.
0: So then we've got the prophecy.
1: He comes in and, and Hermione is, is making tea for Harry.
0: And she's
1: talking to him about his attitude. She says, I'm worried. And he says, about what? She says, you, you're the minister in a time of war. The wannabe Dark Lord has targeted you. Your parents' graves have been desecrated. Your children have been threatened. You're committing political suicide to protect us. You're more concerned about everyone else's welfare than your own. Shall I go on? And, and he's not dealing with this like he did against Philip Mahoud. He is, this is more like he was in the seventh year where he thought he was going to die. He's lost faith in his ability and theirs to survive this. And he's just tired. And he thinks that I'm not going to get what I want. I just wanted a family and to grow old in peace. And he's not going to get that. And he tells her, um, "The uh, there's a bit of the prophecy that he didn't reveal. And it goes up after the line about the one who went before sacrificing all. And fall they will for this man, the serpent of green shall rule. Unless one who has gone before sacrifices all to defeat him. And if this new power rising is defeated with student joining master in death, only then will the world rejoice in peace and prosperity. So he thinks that he's going to die. And the only other person who knows this is Snape because he speaks tongue. But he tells Hermione.
3: Of course. I always tell Hermione. Well...
1: She's really his sounding board. She's been his sounding board for years. I mean, think yeah. about it. I mean, all through canon, canon books, Hermione has been the voice of reason. True. And he will tell her what he thinks that he needs to do, and she'll take a look at it and pick in it a little pieces and go, this is what I think, and then sound it back to him. She's his voice of logic. She always has yes. been. So he says, you know, this is why I'm so moody. If I seem like I'm moody, this is why.
0: So He takes the tea up, finally, to Ginny, and and she's kind of sitting in the bed, and and he asks if she's okay, because she she hasn't been herself in days, and he says, I know I haven't been around much lately, and he thinks to himself, damn this war, damn everything that keeps me away from those I want to spend my remaining time with, and she says, that's not it, Harry, and she says that she's pregnant, and that kind of gives him a little bit more hope. She says, I haven't told anybody yet, but, you know, I've been through this four times, I know the signs, and he can see that she's not happy happy and he asks are you not pleased about this and she said oh harry i want another baby but i don't want to put more pressure on you especially right now and harry's like no this is a reward i get another baby this is great and so they, and he wants to tell everybody and, and she's not ready to tell people yet she's going to keep it secret <laughs> for
1: a little while longer Right. so yes we all knew she was pregnant and now so does he he's had a whole lot of stuff he's got to process and it's
0: that was just something that flipped his mind yeah Yeah, and he'd only been through this one other time you know Ginny may have through it four but Harry's only been through it once before so that's true and then we move on and Harry gets the mail from the mysterious Malcolm that sent him something before. And I, I love the way that they did this. They sent it through Stephen Lewis, who is the editor of the rag paper that they've been using to get out the word that there really are wizards in the world. And it's addressed as personal. And Harry's like, well, why didn't you just open it, Hermione? And she said, but it's personal. And he's like, but you know everything about my life. You just you, Why didn't you open it? I'm an open book. And she's like, yeah, sure, Harry, you're an open book. But he opens it and he turns just white. He just goes pale and it's a letter from who we would know as deadly but malcolm yeah. and,
1: and i just he, he wants to see harry oh and he's come across something that were things of his mother of harry's mother that apparently
0: petunia had because petunia, petunia has dead passed, now? Away. Petunia yes, petunia had passed away quietly in her sleep and he and, apologized for right. being surprised which i thought was
1: like Wow. Yeah.
0: And now Harry has to decide what to do. If he's going to go and see him, if he's going to go pick up his stuff, what it's is been, he going
1: to do? It's been 20 years since he's even seen Malcolm. And in the last story, I thought this was interesting. He goes to see him and yeah. he operates to a little bit of a distance away and he walks and he's reminiscing about his life before he found out that he was magical and the school that he went to because of the strange things that he would have been ostracized because of the strange things that happened to him. And he passes two women who kind of recognize him they may have gone to school with him who knew and he goes to see he and they're, they're malcolm is still living at four privet um it was the same house perfectly manicured lawn and the symmetrical flower beds were gone Their flower garden it's a wild garden and there's a woman who is working at the garden and it's his cousin's wife and Malcolm comes to the door and says Harry I can't believe you're here I never expected you know come in and then he introduces him to his wife Marion so we have Miriam and Malcolm and they have two children they have uh, David who is nine and Susan is eight and Harry tells Malcolm that you know yes I have five and I have five children and he's because he's counting Ginny's three and explains to them you know that we've just had twins and we just found out we're expecting again six children wow I'm telling you he's trying to form his own Quidditch team they talk about the books and and marion is like you mean the books are true malcolm has told her about harry but she didn't believe him that harry was a magical person so he picks up his stuff gives him business card kind of like the. He's like, I'm the minister for magic, and you're some sort of official? Uh, yeah, I'm the head official.
0: I'm like the muggle prime minister. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He
1: picks up the trunk that's there and and takes it back with him. And
0: he apparates. He he apparates apparates out of there. Out of
1: the living room and
0: back home. I like this. Are you going to pull that disappearing thing? Malcolm looked almost eager. If you don't mind, Harry said, I'd rather not carry this back to where I apparated to. Quite all right, Harry. We'll just watch, shall we?
1: There's a spot in here that I, I noticed, and I remember there was a change in the first story. Harry talks about Hermione as laura asked him about this the cupboard under the stairs and he says i was never put into a cupboard under the stairs but when he walks into this house he flinches away from that cupboard malcolm brings harry inside harry's eyes darted around the stairs down the hallway past the stair cupboard he felt a shudder go through him but he followed malcolm through to the kitchen and then into the lounge no they did put him in there he would not have had that reaction to anything else so what he told maura kennedy or hermione or whoever he told in the first book that no i didn't they never I never lived in the cupboard under the stairs that was a lie yeah, yeah that was kind of like Okay, that was creepy. That was the end of Chapter 8. And
0: moving right along. Or- so
1: now Harry is wondering why Malfoy hasn't done been, something else. Well, he hasn't, you know, kind of, besides the note, hasn't contacted them to go, Yeah, I'm better than you. Ha, ha, ha. There's been attacks over the last three months. since December now. And something just doesn't feel
0: right. He's got a special assignment for Tonks. He wants her to check on people's bloodlines and to kind of put together, like, an entire wizarding family tree, basically. So... So that they can maybe predict where the next attack might go, but she's to keep it very, very quiet and not tell <laughs> anybody. And even though she's not quite the clumsy, bumbling person we know and love, she still has a little, a little trouble with this. She's the Hagrid of the group, yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> in yes. the fact that oh I shouldn't have said you do it so much yeah yeah not on purpose but just not quite keep a secret that makes sense I kind of like what Harry says to her he says I have a project for you I think it might you might be perfect for it he said I want you to do a little project for me I want you to develop a sudden interest in your family and I want you to research it uh, and she just you know like we said she just has to keep it secret and, and we'll find out whether or not she actually can and then we go to Ron who has made a momentous decision <laughs>
3: <laughs> is he going to finally marry her?
0: He is.
1: Woohoo! Make an honest woman out of her finally. It's only bed a year. years. Well, a year since she's come back. Yeah. Sure.
0: So, Harry, come on in, Ron. Can I talk to you? Of course. And he looks at Ron, and Ron's standing really nervously in the doorway. What's wrong? If. If someone were to want to get married, say, soon, what would they have to do? Get a license, find an official to perform the marriage, say your vows. Harry paused and looked at Ron through half-closed eyes. How soon? Uh, tomorrow. Hmm. I'm thinking some of the women in his family might kill him. Right. If they were going to do it tomorrow. And then Harry, like, pulls out a paper and signs it and hands it to Ron and says, Okay, here's your license. You can issue these? Yeah. I assume it's so, seeing romantic. that Ramona put it in my my pile of things I can do. Here you go. Here's your hypothetical license. You might uh, want to ask Hermione first.
1: Just a thought, you know.
0: But she might appreciate. I think
1: it's funny. He says, "This, that's it. This is a marriage license." And Harry says, "What did you expect? Something with chains and
0: manacles?" And then we have a problem. We do. Here Snape comes Snape, shows Snape. Up. and his black robes billowing out behind him, and he okay. says, "What the hell is this? I hear about you tracing the." lineage of every witch and wizard in england are you insane potter then we find out that tonks can't keep a secret but it's not really her fault snape is not happy snape doesn't want to know about him doing this he he thinks that harry's now almost as bad as everybody else that he's looking for the purebloods and and it's all going down to blood again and snape's just you know i can't believe that you're doing this he calms down snape and then he calls nymphadora uh, nymph that's what he calls her he doesn't call her Tonks. he calls her nymph I need you to come right now. And she's like, uh, but I'm in the middle of something. He said, no, you need to be here now. Although it doesn't sound very mean. He says it firmly, not allowing the anger to show. She knows that there's something wrong. And by the time she shows up, she's in tears.
1: He says, I don't care if you're up to your dainty little fingers in death eaters. I want you here now. Now he's scared her.
0: And we know the last time he said, I want you people here and somebody didn't show up. There was hell to pay. So right. she is going to show up
1: and she used the phone. Again, telephone. Woo!
0: Yes. Well, we have telephones.
1: Yes, we do. And of course, so, she arrives in a panic. Okay, so she shows up in the kitchen, arrives right. in the kitchen, and Molly and Ginny are in the kitchen. And they're like, What's going on? And Nip's like, Harry just called me, told me to get Harry. He sounded really upset. Oh, I think I might have done said something to somebody. And so Harry yeah. comes to the kitchen, and he says, I'm a little disappointed, but I'm not angry. You have to be more careful. Tugs yeah.
0: burst into tears. I'm sorry, I didn't think as any- she's just about finished yeah with she's
1: been working her. fast yeah and she's a little emotional yeah she's distraught so yeah. while harry is dealing with Tonks, ron <laughs> is dealing with hermione
0: he's trying to explain that in the wizarding world there's no such thing as divorce right if you get married that's it forever no leaving <laughs> it's to death do us part
1: right no separation, no divorce. It's like being sealed.
0: It's a spell. And he's kind of bumbling around this. He hasn't actually asked her. He's just trying to see if she understands. And she's like, you know, Ron, what are you talking about? So finally, he pretty much he's like, Uh so you'll marry me? Of course. I've already said I would. No, I mean, you'll marry me now? Now? Well, Ron said as he pulled out the paper Harry had given him earlier, soon. I talked to Harry and he gave me a license. Apparently it's good for six weeks. But with Christmas... Christmas next week. I thought everyone will be here. I'll marry you this minute, Ronald Weezy. She laughed, happy tears running down her cheeks. But I think Molly would pitch a fit if you didn't give her some warning. So yes, Christmas <laughs> will be fine. So oh, Ron. Yes. He's- it's going to jump right in with both feet and damn the consequences.
1: That's a true Gryffindor for you. So Harry needs Ron. So Ron leaves and Ginny looks at Hermione and says, what has my idiot brother done to upset you now? Nothing. Well, something, but I'm not upset. I think it's customary to get emotional when you set a date for your wedding. And of course, we have all the other Weasley women now going to be jumping up and down. Yeah. They are
0: squeeing. Yes, you can squeak. Just keep the tone down. Squeeing aloud for the wedding. Cue squeeing.
1: Okay. Nymphadora has just about uh, she's just about finished this, this is where she tells him that she's done pretty much
0: and she f- kind of finds out that, that the sorting isn't really you know as random or as well apparently there's not a hat No, if there is there's or not there's profilers Yeah. there's profilers and, and they are doing it that Remus could have been a Hufflepuff Yeah, Hufflepuff I had to say it and that and that, and
1: that Peter Harry, and Slyther- Harry could have been a Slytherin James would have been a Slytherin James' parents insisted that he go into Gryffindor by the way yeah. Sha bolt and Tonks were involved, but it didn't work out, which is why she's so emotional. But I love this. And Remus was suggested for Hufflepuff. Tonk screened again.
0: Ah, I may be able to use that. They've got it on the computer and she finds things on the internet about the school, the school records. And so once again, we call in Bill because Bill is the go-to guy for this. Anything that needs to be done that has to do with security or protection, we call Bill. I just think it's extremely funny that all
1: the records are on the internet and that's how she did all the stuff and that anybody could get into it. It's like, uh, we have a problem here. Who has done security for the ministry before Bill? Has anybody thought of any of this? I mean, come on! You have... High-level administrative assistants who are walking to work without any protection. You have school records and background information on the Minister for Magic available on the internet. I mean, come
0: on! They're not paying any attention.
1: They're not that bright.
0: They just oh. don't know. But now, see, Bill's Bill's on it. It's going to get fixed. We're at Christmas. It's been a bad year, but now now we're at Christmas. The girls are back from Hogwarts, and there's a wedding coming. It, it's Christmas, and the Potters have a full house everybody's there and Hermione says we need to think of the future we need to have hope for the future faith in our ability to stop this from happening again and we're not going to do that by being reactive so she's thinking about this she knows that Harry thinks that he's going to die and so she's just trying to be encouraging and, and stepping up to the plate just trying to get everybody thinking that this is we've got to fix this we're talking about the CIA we have the CIA and then uh, Meg decides Meg goes in and talks to Harry dad can i talk to you i want to be an aura and he's like uh gulp but she you know she's been thinking about this and she said but you were an aura by my age when after you graduated and you went through the program really fast
3: i almost had a mic moment
1: (laughs) my keyboard almost fell but your keyboard on the floor now (laughs) okay I'm okay now and so
0: as much as he is proud of her and stuff like that he still wants to protect her and you know you're not old enough well you were only 17 you're not experienced enough I see what they've done dad I want to help I know love but they killed Uncle Percy and they've been after us all and, and then this one they're killing babies dad Meg raised her eyes to him and to Harry's surprise they were full of angry tears babies Harry looked down at her she looked so much like Ginny at that moment his breath caught okay he said, "One thing at a time. You want to become part of the order?" Yes, she nods. And so he says, "Okay, but you have to go through the steps that everyone had to go through to join, and that means that you have to be of age, and you have to go through the uh, aura school and, and all of that." And so he's not totally shutting her down, but he's telling her, "You have to wait. You have to be a little bit older."
1: Right. But she's like, "But you and Uncle Ron,
0: I was a special case." His little girl in aura training. He just he just doesn't know what to think about that. Poor Harry. And then she says, "Will you talk to mom about it. And he said, I really think you should do it because you know what? She might surprise you because she's just totally sure that her mom's going to say, no way, you're going to do this. And then we go to the wedding. Molly comes in with a box and uh, Hermione says, what is it? And Molly says, I don't know. It just arrived. It's for you. And, and she opens it up and it's a box full of daisies. And here we learned that Ron is not the bumbling idiot. We always thought he was because he sends her the daisies and he said, there were daisies in your your family's yard when i first met them and i thought that you would like to have this small part of them with you today yeah that's it
1: oh he doesn't have
0: the emotional range of a teaspoon he's a <laughs> tablespoon now uh, maybe a half cup
1: thank you Molly thank you so much Molly looked down at her
0: what on earth for love for Ron aww so they have this very small little wedding and the girls come down and Jane comes through the door who is Bill's wife and looks at Bill you know Bill Ron says breathlessly I hope that Hermione looks at me when we've been married for 20 years like Jane just looked at you Bill says that, that they will she will look at him like that after they've been married for 20 years and then Jenny comes through the door and then Hermione comes through the door with her arms full of daisies
1: Molly came in to get Arthur and everybody was like what's going on oh we don't know we don't know we don't know and it was so that Arthur could walk Hermione down the aisle I thought that was very sweet I thought that was very sweet and then, of course, Harry, being the minister for magic, gets to perform the ceremony. And that's it. We did it. Yay! It was the end of chapter 11. Yay! This fic was not as good, in my opinion, was not as good as the first one. I was entertained. It seemed like it moved a little slower. And it wasn't as interesting because the twists weren't there. The twists that we looked for in the first one as to the differences between Muggle and magic were not there. Because we'd already covered them those, but right. I was still entertained by this fic.
0: I liked it. Like Kelly said, it wasn't quite as entertaining as the first one because you don't have the twists and stuff, but the first part of this especially really kept my interest in finding out what's going on. There were great moments that Harry and the Ministry with calling the 20-minute meeting with Ramona, all of those, those were great. The, the school dance with the girls. So there were some really that great was, moments. Yeah,
1: that was, that's that's just sweet and funny all at the same time. So, Tricia, do you have any other thoughts about the story? You know what my predictions are yes, yes your prediction did. is that the that it- that the person who's doing the rising and the all the battles and everything is Edgecomb
3: and somehow related, if not if not Edgecomb, but it's somehow related. There
0: you
1: go. We'll see. I think we are done. We are. And oh. there has been a Not Peon cast, or I should say, a Not Potterfic Weekly hosted episode. It's the Peons. Us <laughs> so, Peons are awesome. That's right. <laughs> we rule. So uh, I guess we're gonna say goodnight. Goodnight, Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. So long. Bye, well. Auf Wiedersehen. Good night.
2: So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives.
1: Keep each other
5: safe. Keep faith. Good night. home for Easter break this weekend. So I had to shuttle my brother to church because my church service was an hour later than his. And I had poofle on because I always have Pufo on wherever I am. And he's like, what is this? So like,
1: it's like NPR. Except a little (laughs) less intelligent. From NPR News, this is All Things Considered. I'm Robert Siegel in Washington. This is Sue. I'm Kelly. I'm Tricia.
0: And I'm Kat. I'm surrounded by Hufflepuffs. Help <laughs> you are. I'm sorry. I did my best to get this mixed up, and there was no one else available.
1: We are going to be covering the uh, last half of Harry Potter and the Power of Faith,
0: and we're picking it up on chapter twelve. So it's Christmas Day, and they are getting up on a beautiful Christmas morning uh, with thin covering of snow on the ground and. They kind of, Harry and Ginny meet up with Ron and Hermione on the landing, and Ron and Hermione have just gotten married the night before. So Ginny starts teasing them, and and Ron flushes, and Hermione glows. They're very happy, Uh thing Uh Uh-oh. Glowing. Glowing.
1: Glowing. That's not a good thing. Okay, It's better than this significant look. Then they won't remember any of it. So they go into breakfast. And they make the kids wait to open their presents. Right, but there's one problem.
0: Yeah, Ginny doesn't want her food. I love Ron in food. Ginny yeah. takes one look, turns green, so he takes her plate, or tries to. Hermione is aghast. Don't take her food! And I, I love that he's, like, eating with his right hand and snagging her plate with the left hand, and he hasn't even stopped eating with the right hand, because, you know, he can... <laughs> he's just going to start alternating and just he's finish He's Amber Dexterous! Yes, he is.
5: Creative Quill captured Ron's character so perfectly in this scene, because it's all about What?
1: I'm hungry. She's not going to eat it? And that's how they find out that Ginny is...
5: Prego! Yay!
3: (laughs) Again. It's in there.
0: And that's exactly what Ron says. Again? Around a mouthful of egg, of course. Of course. (laughs) Well, Molly knew. And Molly kind of got her, got them to say it, because she said, eat. And Ginny said that she's been around Molly long enough that she knows that when Molly says eat, you Eat. And it was the only way she could get out of not eating because food was really not going to settle well this morning.
1: I, I liked how she told everybody she stood. She stood up and went, "Look, <laughs> Showed her-, <laughs> <laughs> with her shirt tight." <laughs> didn't even t- She didn't even say anything. She just pointed.
5: <laughs> Ron reacts, and then basically we just have a little bit of a moment with the family of yay, and then we go, open gifts.
1: So they open gifts and. Harry goes to see Malcolm and his wife, Marion, and the kids are all going. And uh, I thought this was very nice, actually.
0: It was a really neat little little moment. I liked the beginning when they announced that they're going to go and everybody says, well, we're, I'm going too. And "Oh, I'm going. "Oh, I'm going. And Harry's like, no, I'm just going to we're just going to pop on over there. It's no big deal. And everybody said, you are taking bodyguards. That's <laughs> the it. Minister of
1: Magic is not wandering around Surrey by himself. Sorry. Not going to happen.
5: Which he did before. He just didn't tell anybody.
1: That's right. I look at this and I think, here is a person who is in charge of the government of the Wizarding World. Where the hell are his bodyguards? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Secret <laughs> Service? I mean, come on. You, you talk about security right now. And yeah, mm-hmm. they have people that carry the football and you you know they're surrounded by Secret Service agents and, and armored vehicles and... You know, 200 years ago, the king did go around with guards. Thank you very much. Even before all the technology that we have now, you cannot mm-hmm. tell me that there isn't some kind of I mean, the orers, not bodyguards, they're not, you know, security for this, but come on.
0: There'd be someone patrolling.
1: Yes. Oh, but then that's Harry too, though. But it's the same thing. I mean, look what he did, look what he did for his administrative assistant. He's worried about her. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, it's good. Oh, I can take care of myself. Excuse me. Okay. So they go visit Malcolm and Marion and their kids, David and Susan.
0: Susan, yes. And they're, they're first of all, Ron comes in with them. And I like this. Malcolm, do you remember Ron? Vaguely. I remember your twin brothers much better, actually. They uh, probably <laughs> did have something to do with that ton-ton toffee or some part of yeah. that. I love the... The little bits and pieces that you're still getting of what was really, you know, his name isn't Dudley, it's Malcolm. But, yeah, there's still
3: this. Yeah, that still really confuses the heck out of me. I'm like, who's Malcolm? I'm like, oh, yeah, Dudley.
1: and, And, you know, and like I said the last time, Harry once said that, no, I actually didn't live in the cupboard under the stairs. But he stays away from that stairs. There are seeds of truth in what is real, you know, what we see in canon. The seeds of truth are there. You know, maybe it not wasn't all based on... Maybe it was based on fact and a lot of it was made up, but there were still those little pieces that started it. So Harry tells Malcolm that there is danger.
0: Trouble is brewing. Backtracking a little
5: bit. I did like that Marion uh, recognized Mara Kennedy. Mara Kennedy slash Hermione Granger and had that moment of, wait, you're from the books? Yeah. Which kind of made me sad because I was kind of hoping that Mara Kennedy was going to be completely out of character I was hoping until chapter 15 of the first one that this was just going to be like the books are true Hermione died I I was holding out hope because I it's probably already been covered but this is a rather cliche way of doing
1: things oh I don't know she was Mara Kennedy for longer than she was Hermione Granger or almost as long
5: no but Mm. the whole there was a big outlash of stories that were like this, that one of the trio would get amnesia or just go away after the war and come back after like 10-15 years and everything would be different.
1: Actually, I think this group of stories was based on the cliche of. Harry becoming the Minister of Magic and having 12 kids because of Trelawney's prediction from Order of the Phoenix where she comes in and he, I don't know, he says something or says something to defend her against Umbridge and Trelawney bursts into tears and says that he's going to be the Minister of Magic and have 12 kids.
5: But I wasn't bothered as much on that part of the story as much. I've been reading fanfiction for many, many years, and I think it was after Order of the Phoenix, there were a lot of stories that had, because of Caps Lock Harry, they had Harry leaving after Voldemort's defeat, or even before it. And then they have to drag him back after, you know, finding him 20 years later. This whole fic
1: was one big cliché.
5: Yes. Mm.
1: Okay, I mean, that was known coming into it.
0: Cliches and uh, cliffhangers. I think that might be what we should call this episode. So Malcolm kind of asks how Harry's year has been, and Harry said, well, you know, it's kind of been good and bad. And, And so the men kind of excused themselves to go into the other room so that <laughs> Harry <can laughs> let them know what is going on because Harry wants to let them know that there is danger and that they need to be careful and while they're doing that David's playing on the floor and mentions that he has actually seen death eaters at his school and that kind of stops everything
1: well the thing that gets me David believes that he you know he sees bad people at school and then we find out that you know you have the chemistry teacher who is you know, stirring up things in the basement kind of thing. And it's
0: Mrs. Millicent Goyle. It's like, yeah. oh my god. That would set off a few alarm bells.
1: Yeah, ding! <laughs> she brews potions in the cellar. I have
5: to say in my notes, I said, I said, and I quote, I hadn't read this fake before I was taking notes on it, I said, Millicent Goyle, isn't she supposed to be dumber than a rock? How the heck did she was a- uh, Was she able to end up with the ability to teach chemistry? I think
0: that Snape addresses that a little bit later on but yeah well, it, and,
1: i don't think millicent millicent wasn't as dumb as a rock that was just goyle who was dumb as a rock yeah she, she but apparently she's
3: dumb enough to well maybe she would not be not but she might not be dumb enough to marry him if he had money
0: and the headmaster is not
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
0: well actually it's not it's wilfred not i'm very confused yeah. but still it's one of the not family you know that it's not good haha <laughs> sorry
1: So as soon as they hear this, you know, of course, we have alarm bells go off everywhere.
0: Bill gets called in because, you know, if there needs to be some sort of security, we call Bill. He's our go-to guy. So
1: it's still Christmas Day here. And, of course, now, you know, we've got, oh, my God, now what are we going to do? And Malcolm asks Harry to take his family somewhere safe. Because now we know that this is about either about to come to a head or we need to move. You know, we've got to, This is not safe at all. Yeah. And so it ends up that it ends up that David and Susan come back to Potter Manor. Pot-
5: it's so sad, though, because, you know, Malcolm and Marion, like, at this point, it's so clear that they're not going to make it out.
0: Then we move on to the next chapter and, and, uh, they decide, that's when they decide to, to take the kids and they want Malcolm and Marion to come too. And Malcolm says, you know, I have, I have a responsibility. I have some debts I need to pay. I can't just up and leave. I need to sell the house and, and pay things off, but take the kids and Will will come. And so that's the plan that, uh, Harry and Ginny are going to take the kids with them back to. The Potter Manor and Malcolm and Miriam are going to settle what that needs to be settled and just follow them in a couple of days time. And in the meantime.
3: Oh, yeah, that's so like the, oh God, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn into Ryan right now. They are the red shirts in Star, in, in the Star Trek people now, you know, anybody that wears the red shirts, they're the ones that die. They're wearing the red shirts.
5: I'm not a Star Trek fan per se. I was raised on Star Trek. My parents are both Star Trek fans. I'm more Stargate than Star Trek, but yeah, I, I know the reference.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to say anything because, uh, yeah. Let's see, I've been a Star Trek fan since I was 11 and I'm 41 now. So, yeah, mm, nah, yeah, no comment. They get back to Potter Manor and Bill comes in and says, the trap has been sprung. Which, this has been, this has been a very busy Christmas day. It's all I can And we haven't and even they, had dinner yet. I know. And they've caught somebody in the trap that, Ooh. you know, where they're looking for Death Eater spies. They have caught somebody in the trap.
0: And That's just going to mess Harry up. Yeah, it is. And I love the title of uh, Chapter 14. Merry Bloody Christmas because it's still christmas like you said and it's just becoming worse and worse
1: ron is like it's bloody christmas probably why they chose to do it today fewer people about
0: so harry goes in to interrogate and he's mad he just a burst of magic slams open the door before he even gets close to it and he marches in and and uh starts talking to this person that they've got trapped and is actually quite shocked when he doesn't get very far with this guy because this guy, he knows what's behind him. He knows that Voldemort is there and what will happen if not he Voldemort. talks. Or not Voldemort. That's right. It's uh the up and coming dude. The up and coming. It's Malfoy. Yeah, yeah. right.
1: It's Edgecombe. Still sticking to it. Okay, well, here's okay. the... And so he comes in, and it's this young kid, 28 yeah. years old. But yeah, he works yeah. under Kilbourne in the Office of Muggle Relations. Yeah, that doesn't give you very good... Uh, and whose father was the Death Eater under Voldemort. Can I just no. channel
5: T for a minute? Pruitt is spelled P-R-E-W-E-T-T. Not with an I, and it's been driving me crazy ever since I picked up this fic.
1: Well, Colin Creepy like- is spelled with three E's and not two, so...
5: I know! It, I mean, I'm a spelling Nazi, and every single time I see a name spelled wrong, I'm like, check your sources. It's not that hard. Okay. You Google it, and it comes up, and it made me really angry. That to self, don't, don't write her a
1: note. I have Pruitts in my family tree that are spelled with an I.
5: Well, then it's spelled correctly, but if it's spelled P-R-E-W-E-T-T in canon... I don't remember
1: yeah. what it is in canon. It's P-R-E. I just see Pruitt. Okay, I believe you. I'm writing a... So, Harry's not getting anywhere with this with Rooney here, because Rooney knows that if he says anything to Harry, he's dead anyway. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. basically. I'm sorry. For, if I thought I was going to die, I'm going to take as many people down with me. That's just me. Uh, yeah.
0: I don't know. But I think it's his family that's threatened as well. And mm-hmm. I think he knows that Harry won't go after his family, but the other side will. Yeah, and he says, you don't you don't understand, do you? I'm already dead. And that's the point. Because there was a couple of times that Harry thought, okay, I've got him. He's going to talk to me now. And then his eyes just kind of cloud over, and he just goes back to not talking. And, and Harry just can't understand how can you know I'm giving him a chance I'm giving him every chance because Harry does not want to do this he and not that bad of a guy and every time he thinks he's got him convinced, he goes back and he just Harry just does not understand what kind of hold these people are under he just doesn't so
1: so Harry goes back and tells everybody what why he had to go to the ministry and and he tells everybody about Rooney and then he tells them about um, his cousin's son seeing death eaters on the grounds of a school and who he's named Wilfred, mm-hmm. not and Millicent Goyle and Snape laughs and says, Millicent Goyle, Millicent bolstered teaching chemistry. A girl couldn't walk up, couldn't mix a milkshake.
0: Run, the girl what? blew up the potion slab once by just walking into it. I dare say she had some talent, but I assure you it wasn't in potions or muggle chemistry either. Yeah. She, she wasn't going to be able to do it. And we, It's kind of skimmed over this, but I thought this was a really interesting part was that Harry apparates out of the warded ministry of magic. And Bill's just like, you know, I really wish he would stop doing that because it makes the rest of us look really bad. Just gives you a glimpse of how much power he really has that you don't always see in this. I mean, they allude to it here and there, but he really has a lot more power than you think. You can just see the, the power that he has that I don't always catch when I'm reading this. It's kind of like, because it's, based in the muggle and he's got the cell phone and he's got this and that i don't always think of him as being as powerful as he is and then you get this line you know he just warded he just went out of the operated out of the warded ministry you know i really wish he'd stop showing off kind of thing and that just kind of goes oh yeah he does have a lot of power and then back to the potter house where they're going to where they're talking about what's actually happening then we have another attack
5: yeah. This is a very eventful Christmas.
0: And Christmas oh, isn't over the, yet.
5: The,
1: the attack was in Surrey the next day. It was on Boxing Day and in the middle of the night. That's right. Which would have been about, what, 12 hours after they were there? Yeah. Probably. Something like that. So
0: onward and upward. Yeah. And, uh, and they're, they've they gone to see what's happened. And, and uh, the Muggle officers are trying to stop them from going in because there's been a gas explosion, you know. Why is it always a gas
1: explosion? Because that's a very easy explanation to a very sudden explosion. We have natural yeah. gas explosions here every so often. There was one mm-hmm. um, not even two or three months ago across the river, uh, where a house just literally they and they weren't home. Um, Thinking it, it just disintegrated. I mean, it's gone and and. Because if if you're looking at a if you're looking for a fireball or something like that, a lot of times you'll get a gas explosion, and you will find things that are not burned. A lot of things aren't burned. It just it's just that the house is just disintegrated. It's like a tornado mm-hmm. has come through. Right. Um, because once the flammable, once the gas explodes, fire is so fast
0: that it doesn't catch hey, onto Kelly.
1: insulation and.
0: So, Kat, you want to say something about this part here since we haven't drugged you in here enough.
5: I mean, this was just kind of like, I knew it was coming. It was really sad. I thought it was weird that Hermione had to, I guess it was weird that, like, there's so much that there there's so much muggle stuff in this effect that, like, their characters are used to, like, cell phones and all that. But Ron wouldn't know what a fire detector was. Yeah, like, the that kind of made me, like, stop for a second and wonder, because, I mean, wizards have fires.
1: So yeah, but they don't. But they they may have, they don't have things that are, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just something that they not use. I mean, not everybody has a smoke detector. (laughs) But anyway.
0: So they've finally made it to where the house had stood, and, and there's nothing there. It's just absolutely been leveled. There's nothing for a block around it. There's just... Nothing, and the likelihood that that uh, Malcolm and Marion were out for the evening is very slim. Although I know that there's oh, three a little bit of hope that Harry carries away, but it's it's slim. It's very slim. Kind
3: but of wish it seems like that. It just seemed to me that they she killed them all for. It's quite a Cro gorilla guy. Great of quill is a woman. Okay. She just seems like she killed him off so soon and so sudden I'm like, I kind of wanted to do more of a, I don't know. I wanted to get to know him better, that's all. I don't
0: know why. And Harry's makes a promise. Malfoy, Harry spat in underta- undertone, I swear to Mer- Merlin, you've done your last. He's gonna come after him now. So, they're back at the manor and Ginny's heading to go put some stuff away in the laundry away and she hears a sound. And I was sure that what she heard was Harry crying, but I was proved wrong on that one. But she finds Hermione crouched in front of the toilet, vomiting. Oh, look, Tricia, it's for you.
2: I love it.
0: Suddenly, love it. sure what she'd heard, she rushed through Hermione and Ron's room to their ensuite. There, crouched in front of the toilet, was Hermione. She was retching and grasping the sides of the bowl, and Ginny moved to her, dropping the laundry she was carrying and pulling the other woman's hair gently back from her face. Mioni, Ginny? Meoni grasps through her tears. Don't tell Ron. Definitely. So we uh, are to assume that she may be with child as well. Wow. That was
3: quick. Ron works fast. I yeah. mean, they just, got mar- they just got married when? Two, Two days, days
2: ago.
1: You know? I'm sorry. You don't find out that soon. Well, th- they weren't waiting. Yeah, I ah! was say. yeah. Hermione is probably pregnant and doesn't want Jenny to tell Ron or no. Harry. Yep.
0: And then Harry's got to figure out what he's going to do. And... He's got to talk to David and Susan, and he might have to go back into the ministry because I think they caught another one. Bill caught another one. Because he's out catching fish. He's fishing. He doesn't have anything else to do. I think I'll fish. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, he was caught in suspicious circumstances trying to get several non-ministry people through security. Whoops! So they've got to figure out what to do with the kids and figure out what to do with the treason laws and all of this stuff and Harry's decided that he's also going to reinstate the raiding policy on homes of those who are suspected of having connections with the Dark Arts.
1: now he's he, becoming proactive, but he doesn't like it. Not at all.
0: And then he has to pronounce... Yeah, we have to have to sets. trial. Goes to trial. He just would give anything not to have to do this, but it's something that he's reinstated. It's something that he believes in. It's not something he wants to do, but it's the only thing he can see that's going to... Maybe keep his family and his people safe. Right. And he has to sentence this Rooney to death. And he's just devastated. Absolutely devastated that he has to do it. Yep.
1: I'm so glad. I am so happy for Ramona.
0: I love Ramona.
1: Yay, Ramona. Ramona, uh, he... The trial is over. He goes back into his office, and Ramona's like, You know, if you need anything, can I get you anything? If you need anything, and he says, I'll call. Thank you. And she kind of waits for a sec, and then she goes over and she calls Ginny.
5: Smart secretary.
1: Yes. She's a good one. She's a keeper. Yeah, she's a keeper. She doesn't have the red shirt on, does she? No. (laughs) Okay. She does not. No, she's like Yeoman Rand, okay? Who's that? She was the <laughs> cute blonde that was always on the bridge who always had things for Kirk to sign.
5: Oh, I didn't watch original that much.
1: Original series, yeah.
0: Original oh. series. Yeah, you're I'm going. Wh- I
5: didn't pay attention to her.
0: You're failing in your job as Ryan, Trisha. I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> I'm a little young for original, so. I was like three
1: when that ended.
0: You're going to make us feel old again. That's it. Just stop it right there.
1: Three? When did it end? If you were three when the original ended, then you're older than I am. The original
0: ended in sixty nine. Oh I was so, I, mean, I I was one. Uh, Ramona has called Ginny in and she is single handedly holding off the reporters at the you know, she skits Ginny in and she still keeps them out. Um and, and She's just not even taking anything from these people. This lady's a bulldog. She's great. She knows what she needs to do, and she's right there to do it. And Ginny goes in and finds Harry in his very darkened office and even just the soft light of the end of the wand is too much for him he he put it out and she says why so I can trip my way over to you I don't think so mr. butter and he just thinks that she is going to be disgusted with him because of what he's done that he ordered a man's death and so she can't love him anymore because he had to do that
1: well he's not too much in love with himself right now any either
0: no no he's not
1: I think that's a big I think that's a big thing it's like I can't stand myself right now how can any Else. So
3: I hate self-loathing Harry. Yeah, I know. Oh, I love him. He's so yeah. anxious. I have enough angst in my life. I don't need any more. She sets him straight, gives up what for. This is when I go,
0: yay, Jenny, yay. She does. I like what she says. He says, how can you possibly love me after this? And she smiles and says, because you're you. I don't look at what you've done and judge it, Harry. I look at the reasons you feel compelled to do what needed to be done. I know you don't take any pleasure from it. And I know that if you did, you wouldn't be the man I loved. I agree with you. This can't be easy. There are a few out there. I think who would be equal to doing what must be done. But you said it yourself. Ours was a safer world when these laws were enforced and our world needs to stop living in fear. And he's like, but I ordered the death of a 28 year old wizard today. And she said, yeah, you did. And not a lot of people could have done it. Your strength amazes me. And he just, he cannot understand it. And finally, she says that he was casting the death spell on the aura and he, If he had managed to kill the guard, would you feel differently? And then she asked if Draco deserves to die for what he's doing. And Harry's like, yeah, he does. And then she's like, well, then tell me why it's different. If Draco deserves to die because of what he's doing, why is it different that this guy doesn't? Because they're both doing the same thing. And he's finally kind of starting to think about it that way and get over his self-loathing.
3: Yeah, I love it when Jenny bitches slaps him. I said that out loud, didn't I? Sorry. I was really disappointed in in the seventh book because i always pictured jenny to be such a strong character and strong mind and this is what i wanted the seventh book to be more of of jenny being that kind of strong person and this when i see this in different fics it just gets me very excited i'm like yes i love a strong jenny that just like it's kind of like moonstruck and she slaps him against the head and says snap out of it
1: Well, I look at it like this. I think another reason that he's so upset about this, he feels like he's really failed Rooney, if you look at it, because he couldn't help him. Mm -hmm. The guy wasn't allowing him to help him. Let me help you. Tell me what, tell me something that won't make me do this. And I think that's upset him too. It's not so much, yeah, you you know, you're not talking to me and I'm going to make you an example. But he did have to make him an example. But it was, it was the fact of, you're not helping me do this. Don't make me, don't force my hand. I can understand why he set himself in a dark room. I really do. You know, I felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. He had to do this. And he didn't want to do this. And it tore him up to have to do this. And, but the thing is, if he wasn't the person that he was, it's like the, the conversation that he had with Arthur. How did you sleep last night? He says, I slept like a baby. He says, so well, then, you know, and there's something wrong with you because if, yeah, he got no sleep because it weighed on him. He didn't want to do it, but he had to, you know, just like he didn't want to go kill anybody, but he had to. Yeah, he steps it's up like to his, the plate every time. He really doesn't like his hand forced and he's had his hand forced since he was 11. He just wants to live his own life and not have to harm others or do bad things to others and he can't get around it.
0: So. Yeah, and this is the third time in this, you know, he's just, he's had enough he had enough two times ago and he's still having to keep going and keep doing it. And like you, I think you started to say it's because of the person that he is. He, yes, he's had his hand forced and yes, he has to, he's having to do this. And yeah, it weighs really heavily on him, but it weighs heavily on him because he is the person that he is.
1: If he didn't have a conscience or if he didn't care about what was going on, he, yeah, it wouldn't bother him a bit, but he does. And that's why we like him so much because he has a conscience.
5: I really liked how this chapter ended. Uh, Draco was nineteen when he caused Dumbledore's death. When he used the Imperius on Hermione, nineteen. Harry, but so was I. Said Harry said softly.
0: Yeah,
1: but see, again, Draco had a choice. Harry didn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could argue that Harry had a choice too, but.
3: Yeah, I mean, we always we always have a choice, and but it's our choices that define
0: us. And then we move to Snape.
5: I like
3: the Snape,
0: too.
5: I don't. My take on the canon Snape is I really enjoyed him because he was a breath of fresh air compared to a lot of the other characters who are very boxed in. And, you know, like Hermione's the geeky one, Ron's the like emotional best friend, and Harry's the one who has to save everybody. Snape is complicated in the books, and he's, you know, he's mean and horrible, but he's got some good points and some bad points and i didn't like the fact that he was so out of character and so
0: like friendly with the potters the
1: books were written the grain of truth in there that's all everything else is blown out of proportion
0: yeah just and that's what i like so much i know i've said this before about this because it's fun to find out what is the grain of truth and what isn't yes (laughs) so you
1: mean like there's no such thing as splinching
0: yeah, but Ron still has to hold her hand just so she doesn't splint herself. So we're going back to Snape, who's uh, 58 years old and has lived an odd life. We've got a little bit here from his point of view. I, I like the the part. It says he's fully aware that the acquisition of his head preferably on a silver platter, had been the crowning achievement yearned for by many a young converts to the dark arts. The past 20 years of his life had been spent avoiding such confrontations with overzealous young wizards who were eager to prove themselves. He had dispatched more than one of them and had no regrets over it. It had, after all, been purely in self-defense. He did love Lily and... And he did take it out on Harry. He joined the Death Eaters when she got married and he left the Death Eaters when Harry was born. Is that... Am I remembering that right? No.
1: The day after 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 Lily and James died, he'd sworn retribution against Voldemort and shown up in an order meeting to expose himself as a Death Eater. Yeah, but I think he had already... Approached Dumbledore about it, right. Yeah,
0: because he had told Lily that he was on Dumbledore's side. Yes. So that had to have been before she was killed i would so it was harry's birth he went
1: to he went to dumbledore after harry was born and after he'd heard of what voldemort wanted to do and he was like no i don't want this to happen to lily and went to dumbledore and said we need to stop this
5: go ahead cat say something what um yeah i i still can't no i'm not asleep. i still can't get over how weird it is to read severus like this i don't like it it it, it bothers me okay i'm sorry i i just i have to kind of start skimming at this point whenever they talk. Severus does like this whole contemplation thing because every time I, I look at it and, I, I, and read it, I'm, I'm just thinking, I love Snape. You're like none other when it's plots within plots and, you know, everything has, everything is chess for him. I don't like him just sitting, you know, he's basically sitting in a dark room drinking brandy, thinking about his life. And I don't think that's Snape. Mm, I can give you that.
0: Okay. Well, he's sitting here and he's... He- He's thinking about everything and, and he, he thinks about Harry's daughter and he sees Lily in her and he is lost to her and, and is almost like a grandfather to her, which is really kind of an interesting idea that Severus is, is like a grandfather to one of Harry's children. And as he's thinking about all of this, he just has this urge to go to Harry. He just, and he's finally given into the urge and he's decided to go and borrow Minerva's flu powder to go visit Harry because he has this very urgent feeling telling him that that's where he needs to go. And so he's gone off to find Harry. So he wanders into, well, wanders strolls into uh, harry's study to find harry slumped in the corner of the sofa with his eyes closed and he's like so potter feeling sorry for yourself what the hell do you want sev to drag you kicking and screaming out of your well of self-pity you appear to be intent on launching yourself headfirst into and so they're gonna just banter i'd like the banter that they have back and forth yeah. here. it's i fun. like
3: it i like this thing is when i was 14 harry harry groan Please, Seb. Not when I was story. I really can't take it right now. I'm just like
4: that is so cute.
5: See, I feel like this is Dumbledore, except it's know. Yeah, it's Severus instead. It's, it's Severus, and would straight would Snape ever stroll like stroll anywhere?
1: I think he would. This is a different enough that's, person.
0: That's
5: true. Mm. I still want to see his bellowing exactly. behind him. I think it was kind of more of a sarcastic thing.
0: Exactly. And so, but he, he achieves what he set off to do. He's got Harry to get his eyes open and to pay attention to him. And that's all that, that was the point of the story to get Harry to open his eyes and start paying attention to him. And is it here that he tells, yeah, this is the part. It's where he explains to Harry the hold that the Death Eaters have over them. Ah, the death of an innocent then, Sev commented, swirling the amber liquor, liquid in his glass at eye level. An innocent, Harry looked at him incredulously, hardly, Sev. The man was a death eater. He tried to kill a ministry guard. He was intent on getting information on the other wizarding families with the intent of vict- Customizing them, killing them, but not before terrorizing and torturing their children. And then it finally, and they go back and forth. And then finally, Snape says, failure meant weakness. And the exposure of personal weakness is a blow to the pride. To a Death Eater, Harry, nothing is more important than their personal pride and their service to the dark. And it's finally, it's put in a way that Harry can understand why he can't get through to these people because that was that was a big part of why he's feeling so bad is like kelly was saying earlier that he he's trying really hard to give them every chance and to find a way to help them and they're just turning their back on all these chances and he cannot understand why why will they not do this and finally it's been explained to him in such a way that he can understand.
1: Well, and he remembers the, don't, you don't understand, I'm already dead.
0: And then we have, dun, dun, dun!
1: They found Malfoy, or what's left of Malfoy.
0: Yeah, Malfoy's dead. You might be right, Tricia. We'll have to wait and see.
1: And they found him, oh, what was left of him, in a shallow grave about three miles from the school where David went to school. And I
5: shall shall dance upon it in Glee.
1: Yeah, well. (laughs) I think they really wanted to put him there and themselves yeah and there for some time at least a
0: year maybe yeah. longer and that puts it about the same time that he was supposed to have been killed before and now they're wondering okay who is it that we've been dealing with all of this time drum roll for trisha
3: if it's not edge i'm gonna have
1: to do something to pay for <laughs> all this I'm almost afraid to ask what i don't
0: know we should no. think of something
1: good and now we need to figure out who it is.
0: So they're trying to decide what they're going to do, and and Hermione's saying, but there's kids at the school, we have to be careful of the kids, and the rest of them are saying, yeah, there are, and we're going to do everything we can, but this is war, and sometimes bad things happen. And Hermione's like, I cannot condone, and Harry's like, yeah, we understand, relax, but, you know, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that there's minimal damage, but We need to stop these people. This is getting way out of hand. And uh, like Harry finally says, I know his eyes full of pain. I have children of my own. I know, but it's got to be done. We'll do it in such a way that hopefully any children remaining in the school will be well out of the way. How, she demanded. Harry, do you remember when we were in school? We were always where we weren't supposed to be when we weren't supposed to be there. Just how are you going to ensure that they aren't in danger? I can't. Hermione, he said, honestly, but we'll do it at such a time we can be pretty sure they're safely away from the main areas and not in the presence of those we're looking for. And Kingsley says, we'll do it at night. Hopefully they'll be in bed by then. And so they're starting to plan their attack. They're setting it up for the next in the next four days. They're going to go in and they're going to clean out this nest of vipers, basically. And then we hear the prophecy once again. And Harry knows that this is the end for him. He is going to die. But before he can do that, he needs to figure out what to do with David and Susan. And this becomes one of my favorite parts of this story. So, But I will let somebody else talk about it if they would like to. No, you can Bye. talk about it since you've liked it
1: so much. Go ahead.
0: Okay, so they've decided that they're going to take the kids and they've talked to the kids about it. Have had the kids come in and asked, you know, do you have any other family? What can we do? And David says we'd really like to stay with you and they get that all straightened out and then social services calls. And I just, I absolutely love that social services calls and says, uh, you've got the kids. Great. We're gonna come and do a home visit. We'll be there in an hour. And Harry's like, uh, an hour. <laughs> No. And they end up having this man come into their home, have to decide what to tell them because there is a boatload of people in this house and they don't think social services is going to buy the fact that, oh, everybody just decided to live with us for a while. So they've decided it's uh, Christmas and it's a family reunion and that will explain why there are so many people in the house. And he comes in and gets a tour. And I I love the part where he's like, okay, let's go into the study. And Harry's in the background like, no, no, there's an owl. There's an owl. Uh, No, let's go into the family room. That would be better. And they take him into the family room and then talk to him, show him the kids' rooms and all of this. I do love that as a teacher, and having dealt with family services in my life, that this happened so quickly, because in real life it would not have happened this quickly ever.
1: You're, and I'm going to jump in here. You did jump ahead just a little. It's okay. One of the things is that David, in the conversation that Harry has with David, David tells Harry about secret paths into mm. areas of the school, which are very That's, That's the first thing. And the second thing is that They have a family meeting.
0: Oh, yes. The family meeting.
1: The first Weasley family meeting in over 25 years. So... They have a family meeting about having everybody here at the manor.
0: They're having the family meeting because Harry doesn't want anybody to go back to school. Right. And then
5: the I, phone
1: rings and it's social services.
5: I liked how Harry, before the family meeting, Harry, uh, went to Ginny and was like, who do I, you know, talk to about this? And he's like, Molly? Cause of course Harry sees, you know, Mrs. Weasley as the head of the family. so Jenny's like, um, normally the patriarch covers that. He's
0: like, oh, okay. I have to go to Arthur. Yeah. And, Hello. And Gina's memory is sort of deceiving her because she remembers it as it's a family meeting and it's all discussed and you know it's this big happy family thing. And I like what Arthur says. Family meetings, at least within the Weasley family, tend to be rather uh, loud. You know, when everybody's busy shouting, little gets decided either way. And so he says, pretty much, you know, it's going to be up to you. You're going to get to decide. You can let them all shout and talk and everything, but in the end, you're the one that has to make the decision. And this part where Bill says, you know, we're all living here and you're paying for it and we really need to be contributing. And Harry's like, you want to pay me to live here? And there's, you know, no, but we want to keep, we want to contribute for our keep. And um, Harry turns to Arthur and says, for seven years, you and Molly provided the only home I knew rather than Hogwarts. Every summer after I put in my time with my aunt, you welcomed me. Are you telling me that you would have been more comfortable if I had paid room and board at that time and that kind of quiet some of the talk and then yes the phone rings and mr. Potter my name is Scott Medcalf i'm with social services i uh mr. Potter i understand that you are the next of kin to mr. Malcolm and miss miriam rivers yes my wife and i have already discussed this the children have a home for uh, with us as long as they want it lovely so all that remi- remains is the home inspection an hour Harry says <laughs> but they get through it and it just takes a very quiet spell that erases Scott Medcalf's memory and all of the information in the notes that he took (laughs) right So like where
1: it was or anything like
0: that he will forget they ever existed and that will be a good thing i want this charm wait a minute
1: i want the dcfs department that is isn't
5: this pic i mean that's just i i'm studying criminal justice and do you know like how much red tape like background checks and like all this stuff just to have the kids I mean, even if you're related to them.
1: Sue and I had this discussion as in, you know, I don't know about the UK, but here you'd have somebody, you know, your nephews, your cousins, whatever brought into your house. Oh yeah. We'll be there in an hour. An hour. How about try, we'll be there in eight
0: months. And Metcalf recognizes the name of Potter. And I I like this line a lot too. You really have no idea. My name being Harry Potter has caused me problems for years. Harry said with a smile, but in reality, I'm just a businessman with some very, investments and interests. <laughs> they a boring alternate, I know, but it pays the bills. It's what he's implanted in this poor guy's mind. Uh, yeah, I did. I enjoyed that scene very much. That and then the one in the, the very end of the chapter. There's a part I liked very much
1: in the very last chapter of this. Okay, so we've got what is normal. The Death Eaters are Klingons obsessed with honor. No, I don't think so.
0: Thank you, Ryan. Ryan's getting in. He doesn't know. He hasn't been listening that we've already got our Star Trek um, references in. For the night, but he's trying right. oh, he's Battlestar Galactica.
5: I've seen two episodes of BSG. Can't
1: help you there. Oh. So now Harry's gone back to melancholy Harry. Now they're having an order meeting, and, and Harry has realized that now he now has eight kids. Eight. <laughs> Count them. <laughs> Nine,
5: ten, eleven, twelve. He needs four more. Yeah, to get his twelve.
1: Well, 12. he only thinks he's going to have eight, and he won't, and he he doesn't think he's going to live to see number eight.
5: And Ginny wants ten.
1: Ginny wants ten.
5: In the end of eighteen, Ginny says, "I think ten would be a nice round number." Boobs are going to have to be down to her knees
0: pretty soon. <laughs> So, uh, Harry's being emo, and... Hermione and Charlie
1: are bickering about something, and he's had enough.
0: And finally, they've left, and he and Ginny are going to have a a talk, and Ginny's letting him know that she's not going to go with them tomorrow when they leave. They've decided that they're going to go and do this first strike tomorrow, and Ginny's not coming. So,
1: Harry basically says, I've had enough of everybody bitching about everything. We're going to do this, and if you're going to come with me, then come with me. If not, quit bitching about it, and then he just leaves. Leaves. yeah ron leaves jenny enters this is when he's emo
0: again yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna see my child
1: and so tonight he intended to get good and drunk tomorrow
0: yeah. we may die so tonight we drink <laughs> and i'm going with harry tomorrow night ron says and tears spring into hermione's eyes and she's like i know and he's like and i don't want you coming and he says she says i know and he's like i mean it you're too important and finally he realizes that she's agreeing with him, and he's like, uh, what? Wait a minute, what happened here? Because I'm expecting you to argue with me, and I'm all ready to argue with you, and you're agreeing with me? Wait a minute, something's wrong. And he's like, no argument? No, why not? What? I and we've been fighting since we were 11. Sometimes I even get to win, but not that easy. Something is up. She says, well, the first prophecy says that the two of them will die together, and so if she doesn't go, then... She figures that that's good insurance. They can't die if they're not together. And that works out for him, too. And then Severus shows up again. And he has come to talk to Harry. But really, as Harry says, he just likes Harry's brandy. And that's why he's shown up. I like this. How many of those have you had?
1: Three so far. Harry glanced idly at the bottle. Looks to be at least six left. By that time, I should have achieved my goal. The death of thousands of brain cells, Snape asked. Harry
0: laughed. Yes, I suppose in 24 hours or so, I doubt it will matter because he's still expecting to be dead in 24 hours. He's basically, you know, saying I have faced death so many times that my number is up. I know that I can't keep facing it and coming out ahead. I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to make it through this time. I have Ginny, and I've got the children, and I've got a, a duty to them. Duty and honor. Life's a bitch, Severus. Snape thinks for know. a minute, and he just, you know, Harry has said, I had to face Voldemort, and, and I did that. And then the next time something came up, I did it because it, it was a habit, and now I have to do it again because it's still a habit, and I know that pretty soon it's gonna just end. There's no way I can keep Facing these odds and beating them. So Severus starts thinking about choices and the choices that he's made as well.
3: This is so not Severus. I hate contemplative Snape. You know what? I have to agree with you on this part here. This is awful.
0: Snape hesitated. I apologize for my treatment of you as a child. My life to that point had not been a happy one. And some of that unhappiness was caused by the choices I made before you were born. Choices that involved your parents. I cannot condone it now. But at the time, it seemed the only path open to me. And so he has been thinking a lot, too. We've got emo Snape. This is not good. And he is also... He's starting to apologize and really think about what's going on.
3: This makes me want to vomit. Oh, Come on. Sorry, he's a snarky bastard. He doesn't, no, he doesn't apologize. He doesn't apologize
5: for anything. Snape is a snarky bastard and we love him for it. Yes. He can contemplate it in his mind, but he doesn't do it. And he also okay. doesn't back on things. He plays, in, it's, it's life is chess for him. He's not going to say, oh, I wish I had done that, blah, 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 blah. He's going to look to, okay, what can I do next to change what I mistakes I've made.
1: But I think the reason that he's talking to Harry about this is because he knows that he's realized that that Harry doesn't think he's going to come out of this. And Snape sees other possibilities. And I think this is more of, it's not so much a, I need to apologize to you for this, but it's more along the lines of, you need to hear me apologize for this. Does that, I mean, there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference of, I need to get this off my chest, or you need to hear this from me. There's a difference between the yeah. two. And I think this is a case of, you need to hear this from me, not a, I need mm-hmm. to get this off my chest. So I don't think he's being so much emo Snape as being psychiatrist Snape here. He's playing Dumbledore now. Sort of.
0: You're not the only one who feels the pull of it. Some of us are, however, only just realizing that it calls to us as well. So he he's really thinking about this. And in the end, he operates out that's important goodbye
1: was another one because harry says good night sev and he looks over at harry and says goodbye harry and (laughs) apparates out
0: and appears again in the clearing near the school and i like this miles away in london in a bedroom in a large manor house a man sat straight up in his bed goodbye he thought for a moment before jumping out of bed damn it well
1: and And you think about it you think in a small clearing in the trees east of the school it's like what school i mean severus lives at hogwarts has he gone back to hogwarts no or or has he gone to the oh, he's school. gone to the board. he's gone to the boarding school so yeah so now he's playing he's his, pl- He's playing the he's, martyr so yeah. we go on to chapter 20 this
0: is it isn't it and uh, Ron Harry's trying to wake up Ron Miney wakes Ron
1: up and Harry says it's Snape Snape went came and talked to me and I think he's gone after them yeah and he says what do you mean what do you think Why do you think he went after him? He apparated. You cannot apparate into Hogwarts. Or he cannot apparate into Hogwarts. Apparently Harry can. Harry can apparate anywhere! To the other side of the planet! I'm sorry. Um, Okay, so now they're calling people. So we have Charlie, Bill, Fred, Ron, George. Lupin. So he's trying to convince Charlie and Bill to stay. Charlie says over my dead body. And Bill, he's asking Bill to stay there. And
3: Yeah, if Bill leaves, man, everything's going to hell in a handbasket. He takes care of everything.
1: Bill is all... Also yeah. deputy minister, I think, still, isn't he?
0: Yes, I believe that he is.
1: And then we have our goodbyes and everybody... I love you more than life. I love you more than anything. Yes, of course.
0: Harry has to say goodbye to Ginny and he has... A silent communication with Arthur that he needs to keep her there no matter what, and she doesn't want to stay, although she knows she has to. And he says, "I love you." And I'm ter-
1: sorry, but this is where Hermione tells Ron, "I'm not going. We'll be here waiting for you." And he's like, "We need to talk about your timing when I get back."
0: And then they appear in the in the clearing or in the forest and look for the entrance. And uh, I, I really appreciate that it's Tonks that finds the entrance and I don't even think she trips over it which is really nice.
5: Harry says she's a Gryffindor which made me go what? I think this is before we even
3: knew that she was when did we actually find out that she was in Hufflepuff? Not for a long it was I think it was because she said that she was a Hufflepuff and I think it was maybe right before the right before the um, some of the book came out I don't know I could be wrong
1: because I, I don't remember Tonks ever saying that she was from Hufflepuff
3: no she never did but Rowling said she was It'll be right along <sighs> so oh God, Ron some, tells
0: yeah. Harry that Hermione's pregnant and Harry uh, smiles despite himself and this is the impeccable timing part here I, that's cute and then uh, Harry, Harry and Ron kind of have a mutual thank you session where Ron thanks Harry for his life because he's saved his life more than once. And uh, Harry kind of thanks Ron as well for being best friends and everything. But I, I do like this. Um, You're my best friend, mate. I know. But the Chudley Cannons are quite possibly the worst Quidditch team on Earth. Really, it really isn't, isn't your true. color. <laughs> I love that. And then they turn the corner and see... Who is it, Trisha? I just come. I hate to tell you this. It's
1: not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not <laughs> the short man who I love Peter Ugh. Pettigrew.
0: Yeah. It's Peter.
1: It's Peter. Sorry, Trish. It's not Edgecombe. And here's Remus. Mm. Remus is with them, too. You were never more than a thorn in our side, James and I. And that's the problem. Ah, yes.
0: Ah, yes. The brave Gryffindors. How wonderful. James should have been sorted properly. We both would have been. Had it not been for that idiot mother of his. And mine, too, of course. Women should never be allowed. With that, a snitch of electrical energy came from behind Harry, missing Pettigrew by several feet. Ah, Miss Tonks, I presume. Pettigrew laughs, keeping his wand trained on Snape. We always knew that he is a slimy little rodent, but he just is way too full of himself in this little part. Just Apparently yeah. it sounds like yeah. he's the
1: one that cast the spell that hurt her when they were fighting
0: uh, Mahoot. Harry says, I faced Voldemort, I faced Mahoot. You want to take me on? Feel free. Oh, Potter, don't make me laugh. I'm not la- laughing, Wormtail. Don't call me that, Potter. Never call me that. Why not, Harry taunted? Why should I call you? Why shouldn't I call you anything anything i like i am far more powerful than you can imagine potter <laughs> i'm afraid i'll have to see some evidence of that wormtail
1: oh and this is kind of gross i'm sorry ick the reason oh. that the bodies were desecrated on halloween he got it was kind of like a two for one for Pettigrew. number one he got to stir the pot and number two he got his finger back because he stole james potter's finger oh. uh, brave yuck oh. and he's very and, and, proud of it Oh, and he's just, he, oh no. His best friend's finger. Well, that and the fact that he was upset because Lily didn't want to play house with him.
4: Uh,
0: And didn't she bite off the finger? That's how he lost the finger place. Well, I don't blame her. I wouldn't want to play house with him either. And then there's a bit of a fight. It's fairly anticlimactic. He's gone. Severus nails him. That's it. He's gone. But in the process, Severus gets hit in the back. Where did he, he get hit down. in the back from? From oh, it's the a death, random he, Death Eater. Yeah, just the a death random head. Death Eater that Remus takes care of. In honor of Trisha, that we will rename that Death Eater. That was Edgecombe. Kelly and I have covered a fic, a Peoncast fic that's going to be coming out uh, sometime in the near future. I, owe about. Oh, I don't know how much of this I should give away. Where these roles are slightly reversed. And in this one, Harry is kneeling over Severus and saying, don't you dare give up now. And, uh, you know, Lily needs to see you while she grows up. Sev, don't give up now. And he pretty much just takes a deep breath and relaxes totally. And, and Harry just screams, no! That's where the scene break is and the idea that Severus is gone. And we start up, yes, with a birthday cake and a birthday party. Apparently, and Harry has like gone a cake. little overboard. <laughs> just to. tad. Even in, in this
5: universe, he probably didn't have very nice birthdays when he was growing
1: up. I don't know. I think that he spent more time at the Weasleys' house during the summer than...
5: Well, yeah, after he was 11. Yeah, after he was 11.
1: But I think he went overboard with this for the reason that he's there celebrating it with them. Because I don't care about one-year-olds. This is kind of like... Let's take the one-year-old to Hooters for their birthday. You know, <laughs> this was not for the kid. This is for the parent. I just think it's funny that you have, you know, the cake that sings "Happy Birthday."
0: And the and the kids get little tiny brooms, but the real presents out in the yard, and you just wonder what's out there. Yeah, I was thinking
1: footage set. <laughs> I was thinking something else. We have no room for are you it. You're thinking. feeding it. I'm thinking. Great, he got them a dragon for their birthday. I was thinking Buffy.
5: <laughs> it's a doggy. It's pet. Foot. He got pet Padfoot! He brought pet Padfoot home for his kids. And I'm oh. very happy because <laughs> I love Padfoot.
1: This is Sue's favorite part besides the home visit. This is the
0: Three minutes. Ron and Hermione have arrived in the flu, or no, because they, they weren't able to flu, and Hermione's not happy that she can't flu because she could fall out, yada, yada, and maybe get hurt and hurt the baby and stuff. And so and then she orders him, get me a drink. And he's like, yes, love. And uh, he says, have I told you today how much I love you? And she smiles, yes, when we woke up, and then in the shower and at breakfast and morning tea, and then when you nipped into the kitchen for a snack, before lunch. Well, I do, smiled Ron. I do, too. She looked up at him, her eyes soft more than anything. Cut it out, you two, George said as he walked into the room. I swear the two of you are so sweet it's sickening. Aww. You could take a partner from your brother there, my love. Angelina gave him a look. You know, George wiggled his eyebrows and turned to his wife. Don't you? But I thought I showed you every night, love. Angelina deadpan. Is that what the three minutes every night is about? George leaves very quickly. <laughs> and then she gives the kids little snitches that are baby monitors. I love this. That fly around the, the cribs and are baby monitors. I think that's fun. Yes. And then we do find out that it's a huge, great, big, smelly, Dog! It's beastly, Harry says Ginny, and it smells. It's not. And it doesn't. You're feeding it. Fine. And cleaning up after it. No problem. No problem. (laughs) And it's not coming into the house. Harry's shocked. But Ginny, and I love the bet. Three weeks, says Angelina. Three weeks, snorts Hermione. I give it three days. It'll be sleeping in- On their- bed in
1: three weeks. We have a special guest at the party. I thought the dog was a special guest. Who is... uh, Oh, it's McGonagall. No, I'm kidding. McGonagall's there. Um, We also have a... uh, Severus is not gone. He is in a wheelchair, however. Apparently the spell broke his back, but he is still in the land of the living. And uh, the doctor said high hopes that he would walk again, if only with a cane, which would lend just that much more to his dark image with these students at Hogwarts. The billowing cloak with a cane. And, And he likes that idea. I'm guessing that this is probably in March March or April because in 3 months there had been no, absolutely no dark arts activity at all anywhere Well yeah cuz the the twins were doing April if i remember correctly this has been April
0: So the later the night they put the kids to bed and they go out on the porch and they look at the sky and they just spend a little time and he says it's over is it over jen he whispers looking up at stars it's getting there harry she responds rubbing her forehead against his back and he smiles and he holds her close and he says i still feel like it's never going to be gone it won't ever be gone harry we lived it we carry it around in our hearts forever but our children merling willing will never go through what we've gone through or lose what we've lost do what we've done harry finished a Brief flash of pain in his eyes. He felt Jenny nod, but I hope, I know, she whispered, smiling up at him, her brown eyes glowing. Isn't it wonderful?
5: I never like it when everyone lives. Yeah. Bad guy died. Well, of course the bad guy's eyes. Edge come in.
0: <laughs> Trish is going to write us a new fic.
5: Lassie's going to be my beta so she can
3: get all my spelling
1: errors (laughs) okay we got to the end of this fic and i was it was kind of a letdown a little bit because it was very anticlimactic it just went too fast you know the 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 battle for the bad guy it just was like boom boom you're done yeah I was wham bam thank you ma'am yeah it just yeah and i guess it was because you know everybody all the battle had been before they got there snape had been Mm -hmm. stunning everybody right and left and (laughs) vaporized Pettigrew. But it just seemed like it was like, okay, all this, all of this build up to this, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then it was just, boom, we're done. So
0: that was it. And we all lived happily ever after, which part of me says, Harry really deserves. And part of me says, okay, but now what? Edgecombe is coming back to get him. And will cause angst. And mayhem. And mirth. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong
1: word. It started (laughs) with an M. So I was more entertained by the first... Of these two, fix then by the second, and that's just you know like I said, because this was very anticlimactic to me. Reading them together, yeah, this this was fun to read together. But the second one wasn't as fun to read as the first one was
0: because you, we pretty much found out all the the all the good stuff. That that was the fun part was finding out what was real and what wasn't real and and things like that. That I think that's what made the first part of it so much more fun. I mean, this one had the parts the the social services and the three minutes. But yeah, it's, it didn't have as many. Uh, it didn't grab you as as much. I don't think so.
1: Does anybody else have any last thoughts on this?
5: Um, I think this pick would have been a lot better if Hermione hadn't had actually died and they had she's all
1: about the angst man and the the reason that we have the title Harry Potter and the Power of Faith is that he had lost his faith right somebody else having to do the sacrifice for him to regain it and I think that's what the whole idea of that's why we had the title of the story like this but yeah it was supposed to be angsty like this
5: I just didn't see a need for it to be you know revealed as Hermione I think Ron could have moved past Hermione and become fallen in love with Mara and nothing would have changed you know what I kind of agree with you it was just one of those moments of oh okay you're just making it Hermione to make it the trio again but no because in storybooks the main characters the good guys can't die
0: yeah they can serious Remus stonks Fred
1: okay we're
5: Who not else?
0: gonna talk yeah. about book seven Herpy. anybody else have anything that they wanted to say about this or shall we say goodnight, everybody I
1: think we're done
0: they I'm we'll okay. say good night everybody
1: good night yeah. good night Buenos
2: so Hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our
4: Keep each other safe.
5: Keep faith. Good night. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I just love this part. The Beyonds are
2: coming.
1: Welcome to Peoncast, the next generation. Hi, I'm Kayla. I'm Kelly.
6: I'm Scott. I'm Sue. I'm Tricia. And we are Peoncast,
0: the next generation.
1: So on to chapter three. Chapter three is the training. This is actually almost picking up. Um, this is not too long after the end of chapter two. And
6: it's called The End. It's called The End. So we have in the beginning, the middle, and the end.
1: Yeah, we started off by Hermione has found a cottage to live in. And we have heard about the cottage from the main story, uh, Harry Potter and the Power truth, This is where we first see it. It's Hermione's. It, Ron, Harry is upset because he says, you know, why don't you wanna why don't you want to live with me? And she's like, I need a place of my own.
6: A space that's hers specifically. Mm-hmm. And so she's really quite excited. She's squealing over the cottage, and Harry is confused because it's tiny.
0: And Ron is just hungry. Being Ron. He comes out and first of all he tells her that he's gonna miss her cooking. And she says, Is that all you ever think about is food? No, he denies munching a biscuit. Sometimes I think about sex. <laughs>
1: Wow! Wow!
3: Right.
4: <laughs> that could be a toss up, probably. Of course. <laughs> have they gotten together
1: already? Then, or I don't. I couldn't tell. I was like, huh. You know what? Training eighteen no. hours a day, every day for seven days a week. I don't think they would have had time.
6: They'd be entirely exhausted. Yeah. They're they're spending their time training or sleeping. Yeah. Or uh, i eating. just You
1: would you would be too exhausted to do it. Well, they can incorporate yeah. food. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> was I wrong. was thinking I that, mean, it but it I didn't
1: know. <laughs> No more hot shots I was for you. The same thing. I'm like, with Ron, you probably
3: put food in, involved in it. It would work. It's Ron. I'm thinking whipped cream
1: and strawberries. Okay, Chocolate. stop. Okay, oh. yeah. I I don't think they would have had time. I really don't.
6: Speaking of food in a different context, Ron <laughs> thinks their her tiny cooker in the kitchen is horrible, and um, she won't be able to cook anything. And he figures that she should take the one from the manor because the boys won't be using it. That's another interesting thing because people often have Harry being the one who cooks, but in this one, it's Hermione, I guess.
0: Ron's eating a cookie and she says, Ron, tell me you didn't find that cookie here. No one's been in this house for four years. And he's like, I'm not stupid. Mom always makes sure I have biscuits or cookies with me wherever I go. But I can just see him finding something in the cupboard or something. It's food. I can eat it.
1: I can see him picking it up and dusting it off and smelling it and then eating it. I just, it's, it's so Ron. <laughs> oh
3: yeah. Yeah, just blow the dust off.
6: I can see Molly doing this too though. Because it's, uh, he says, mom always makes sure I've got a biscuit or two or a dozen. Says yeah. Harry, she's so been sending them packages every week.
1: <laughs> so the next section, Harry is thinking about Jenny and how it's been two years since she's been seeing Dean Bloody Thomas since three years after three they got together. After three, three years, the three weeks. I was like, three, three years. I have years on my brain here. Um, so she's been. Seeing I think I'm going to call
3: Dean Dean Bloody Thomas from now on. I would like that D
1: B T. Oh
6: come <laughs> on, I'm sure he's a perfectly Aww. nice guy.
1: Yeah, well he now because he's <laughs> dead um <laughs> what
0: Huh? Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert!
1: Why did I miss that? When the story opens for Power of Truth, we find out that Ginny is a widow. Or is a widow. Yeah. yeah. You just spoiled it again. No, I didn't. Oh, that's how it starts out oh. in the first chapter.
4: Well, you spoiled it for me. Yeah. You well, come on. It for her name too. is Her
1: name is Ginny Thomas. Come on. Um, <laughs> Harry is like, okay, I'm, I'm
6: gonna. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's this. not interested. She's over me, and um, I'll give a try to go out and talk to someone else and. Lavender is apparently being obviously interested.
4: She's shaking her assets. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. last time he and Ron ran into an cauldron.
6: <laughs> that's an that's interesting again, um, as um, compared to Lavender, as we see her in Book Six. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they couldn't have known about that at this point. But
4: yeah, yeah. Why well, is she always a slutty one? I don't understand it. Okay, because is she slutty ma- in the books? Oh, right. It's the makeup and the hair and the oh, right. yeah. feeling.
6: She and Parvati is. are the prime gigglers in their year.
3: Right. And it's mm-hmm. not to insult anybody, she's blonde. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>
6: <laughs> Do we offended. ever actually find? That out. I don't remember I think she's if always that's a- described in the early books.
3: I think I that's kind of I always. I pit- I've always pictured her blonde. Well, it mm-hmm.
6: works, but it's I don't the name
1: know. Lavender. It encourages the, uh, a blonde kind of, yeah. The
6: first the time why. we ever hear. A- really?
1: I was always getting brunette. The
6: first time we ever hear about her is um, crying over her rabbit. Trelawney has told her the things she's been dreading will happen on October, or whatever. And then her rabbit gets killed by a fox. And Hermione is trying to be all logical about it and not endear herself very much.
1: Big <laughs> surprise that was at Hermione's housewarming party. Yes. So, so three weeks later we have an attack at the safe house. Right. And the Weasleys were at the safe house. Molly, Ginny, Percy. Percy. And Percy. And Percy. Okay.
0: Not all of them. Molly. Percy's at the safe house because he's given information to Double Right.
1: And Ginny and Molly had gone to see him and um, there was an attack. Percy is killed. Right. Which- the first
6: thing Harry says is Ginny and the first thing Ron says is Mum.
4: <laughs> Poor Percy. <laughs> he's always the last one to be worried about. But at least Percy went out trying to protect his mom ma- or well Mrs. Weasley and Jenny, because they're the dementors, and that's
1: how he got killed was protecting right. them he so left I thought that was cute the safe house to keep them from saving. What? He was the distraction. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, you know, mm-hmm. he goes to, uh, Harry goes to the, where are they? They go to the headquarters.
0: He just said that he had to talk to Dumbledore. Okay.
1: And, and he walks into the room and, and here's Jenny. She jumps up and throws herself at him. It was horrible, horrible. You're safe. Where's your mom? Mm-hmm.
6: And they're in the study. Oh, yeah. And then, and he, yeah. and he finds out that Percy's dead, and Jenny is sobbing basically, and then, Bill and Charlie come in Bill sort of glances behind him So Harry has started letting Ginny go Before Dean walks into the room Right And he
1: kind of mm-hmm. Okay
3: Is is Dean and, and Ginny married no. now? Or... Not yet No Okay That's sure because Since you spoiled me on the other thing I just wanted to make sure <laughs> oh,
0: I didn't miss something Because Harry feels that She's made right. her choice And she's no.
1: uh,
6: And he's being noble And self-sacrificing And all that Bastard
1: Yeah, Somebody <laughs> give me the crowbar To pry Harry's hand Off of his forehead Thank you Duwama. <laughs>
3: I think the I lead pipe.
1: The line that I just thought was really
4: sweet, or not, um, what was I trying to go for? I thought it was really sad. Harry moved away, gently pressing her towards the other man, the man of her choice, before turning and leaving the room. I'll have to talk to Dumbledore. And I, and he didn't look back. I know. i, I like,
1: oh. like, look past- Oh I have I have to say that that of Dumbass. the people who have read the fic Trisha and Kayla have not read the fic and after they read the fic they both wanted to, well <laughs> Kayla wanted to throw her computer out the window because she hated how this ended and Trisha was like sniff sniff so yeah <laughs>
6: <laughs> and then you re- revealed that it actually was a prequel, and, it- and
1: then everything. What? Yeah, there's another was- one.
6: Oh, yeah, oh, oh, right.
3: oh, yeah. There's because now I'm thinking no. I'm going to be reading reading these other stories now. Yes,
1: you will. Because <laughs> you can't leave me like oh, this. No, I'm terrible. Well, anyway, we'll-, we'll get to that in a minute. So um, he goes in, and-, and Harry goes in and talks to Dumbledore.
6: Well,
0: we don't know where exactly this is, do we? Do you think it's um... this? No,
6: the that was in headquarters, and he was yeah. going yeah, to talk to Dumbledore in the study. This, this, is, this is now in Hermione's Later. house.
0: Things have been happening all over the
1: country. For last two days okay right. last two
6: days first right? Was the first, and then
1: so. and hermione's cottage is
6: in hogsmeade i'm yeah, gonna
1: yeah, guess yeah. that it's probably in hogsmeade yeah or just outside yeah. of it or something I was confused so, that part. so dumbledore is talking to harry and ron and their explosion at school school is now under attack
6: the attacks are building up i wonder what the next one could possibly <gasps> boom
1: cue oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Q>, explosion <laughs>
4: He shouldn't have said it.
0: (laughs) The school, Hermione says in an awestruck voice. Yes, Miss Granger. Dumbledore turns his eyes to her. It would appear so. Perhaps you should change. She looks down at her summer dress.
4: (laughs) And she's wearing a summer dress.
0: Oh, yes. And she trots off to change her clothes. If it had been me, I would have grabbed my wand and headed out the door and been off to the school.
1: Well, I'd grab pants. I I have to also, you have to take into consideration that the wards on the school, the wards may be set up to make a loud noise if they are attacked. You know, that was kind of like... Your fire alarm or your air raid alarm or whatever you want to call it. How
6: very logical. I don't know. It's just a yes. They've been expecting right. something like this and they've been training for however <laughs> many weeks it is now and uh, or almost a year, I guess. So they're going to get into their battle gear and go right. out in that.
1: I love it. He peers out the window it's like, hmm. look, at, let's look out the window and see if it's raining. They look sad. They look sad. <laughs> Who looks sad? sad? Yeah.
6: Yeah. Dumbledore loses his twinkle. Oh, oh no. Because he tells no. Harry to, you realize people are going to die people are mm-hmm. going to keep dying until you get to war and you stop it and you can't be distracted by that because that'll just make you take longer
3: yeah I keep on I keep on like oh that's a nice little trip there thank you very much
0: this is really important to the very next book yes <laughs> this scene here is very important
4: so where all those people fell out of the flu
0: no it skips ahead
4: is that where you're t- oh okay
0: somebody is going to die and you can't let that affect you you have to go and do what you need to do don't worry about what's happening don't worry about who's dying because that's not your responsibility that's not what you need to worry about you need to go and take care of Fulhamur
3: yeah it's kind of like he's doing a self, uh, self-proposed self
6: prophecy self-fulfilling on Self-fulf- okay.
1: thank you well if
6: there's already a prophecy so
1: yeah okay S- sorry sorry yeah mm-hmm. and so here we. so you know you've got to understand that nothing You cannot allow anything to distract you
6: you have to keep and going you have to finish this
1: and then we have
6: a giant tangle of people arrives. fall out of the the Calvary arrives place. Just for a little comic relief.
1: (laughs) Neville, Luna, Seamus, uh, Dean Thomas, and Bill and the twins. My goodness, what a large fireplace this must be. And a tiny room, too.
0: It's interesting that it's Neville, Luna. We know them well enough that we don't need last names. But then it's Seamus Finnegan and Dean Thomas. At least it's not Dean Bloody Thomas. And then Bill and the twins.
1: He needs to be (laughs) Dean. The backup appears to have arrived. So for Jenny, apparently Jenny wasn't allowed to come. Actually, Harry asked Dean. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he
6: has a little moment where he connects with Dean and they both...
1: He only says three words to him and
6: realize that they both they both yeah. care about her and Dean says yeah she's safe I made her stay right. with Molly and then they head out to Beth. you
1: know and, and and she actually tells Harry when she married Dean he knew she was in love with Harry he knew that um, she was settling for Dean because she figured she wouldn't hmm. get what she wanted
3: great now you make me fall in love with Dean thanks a lot awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I want to call, call say, him poor Dean poor guy. Bloody Thomas and now you make me fall in love with him so he still is Dean Bloody Thomas because he still marries her <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
4: Oh, just wait.
3: (laughs) Just read. Just wait till you see what happens to Dean. Am I going to love him even more now or am I going to hate him?
4: Oh, you're going to love him even more.
0: See, I didn't get this line before because I listen to these so I don't always catch things. But the last line in this section or the last two lines. Then let's get this done. Harry says firmly, starting out the door, followed by the others. There was a dark lord to vanquish. Then he could disappear. So he's just ready to concede the field with Jenny and he's planning on just leaving. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, he is planning on, on being out of everybody's life he's Harry okay. Potter
6: and he only ruins things
1: <laughs> what was that? go. <laughs> like, no, that oh, was me. <laughs> that was me in disgust. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so out they go the door. Off to battle Voldemort. <laughs> so, Striding
6: up the road, and Harry decides, uh, can't be sneaking into the battle. Let's all lighter ones up.
1: <laughs> okay, because
6: it's, it looks much better on the film.
1: Right, so they all, <laughs> and they're picking people up as they go along. So they go from, you know, like five people to six people to ten people, and pretty soon it's like all the hogsmeade with their pitchforks and everything. You know, they're all. And yeah. their torches <laughs> and everything. It reminds me of those
4: commercials and in movies when you see that, like, where, like, someone's, like, randomly do-do-do-do-do, walking along and the second person joins them and you're wondering like why. like Buckaroo Banzai. Everybody's kind of, it's like,
1: oh, let's go! We're off to save the day! Woo! And they come around the current of the lane and all these Death Eaters are waiting for them. It's like, oh, goody. I had a point about this, because there are, like, hundreds
4: of Death Eaters. They are outnumbered. Many, yep, many, oh, many times over. Many and many times over. And I'm thinking, because, like, if you're, like, sticking to a cannon, you're like, okay, we're did these hundreds come from because it seems like a small community of wizards in england i don't know i just didn't picture it that many Always it's like i knew there was a lot no. but i didn't picture like well i, I look at you know it. looking out and it looks like there's a river of them
6: well this I, I this it. was from book four so we didn't know much of anything about how many death eaters there were except that there were enough to terrorize the world yeah. cup
1: i think that it's the hessians they hired them <laughs> <laughs> they're mercenaries
6: <laughs> <laughs> they just pick up a whole bunch of random people and dress them in robes.
3: Yeah, they're importing them. I didn't think there's going to be a lot of Death Eaters.
4: <laughs> I pictured a lot, but I didn't picture hundreds. I said, like, because there wouldn't be like a river of them. I don't
6: know. There, We didn't really know a lot about um, yeah. Wizard England. All, all those calculations about picking out, there were 100 students in each year mm-hmm. and how many possible yeah. wizards in Britain and all that stuff sort of came along later while everyone was <laughs> waiting for the fifth book and didn't think of anything better to do. <laughs>
1: so we have um, yeah. hundreds of Death Eaters with their wands drawn.
6: Hermione's changed into her um, uh, battle, battle gear, gear and they go through and Thank describe that for a while.
1: Why, why do they just describe her? Because <laughs> she's the only one that changed. Like, they were at her house. Yeah. Oh, they're just
6: in she'd regular it, robes.
1: She had bought the tight Laker gear. Yeah, I over They that. really like the, the oh. drooling over the seemingly oblivious togs.
6: Curses like. flying right and left and Ernie McMillan is killed and Susan Bones stands over him and takes out three Death Eaters at once. I was
1: a little happy for that. I was like, woohoo, go Sue. Yeah, well, she doesn't last very long. It would
6: work well well, for the movies too because they like to stick in the guy's um, niece or whoever it is being Susan. I guess that only works when it was Chris Columbus who was doing it but Susan <laughs> yeah. showed up a lot because she was cast as some relative of his.
4: Tiny tidbit of the day brought to you by Scott. Oh, yeah.
6: <laughs> well, why not? If there can be Super Hermione why not Super Susan It works?
1: Super Sue yay! I know I'm pitching Sue this? with a cape now. Great gopher hose. We do have a Super Sue. I had a problem with this because good guys using the unfor- unforgivable. Uh-huh. I had a really big problem with that. Um, Oh, yeah, I mean they are using the death curses and Crucios, yeah. And I just I cannot see them doing that.
6: It says to their best of their ability, which may not be that much.
1: Mm-hmm. I just know. Uh-uh. But
6: yeah, I can see what you mean there. It sort of, I sort of skimmed over that when I was reading things. It was just sort of a big battle scene, you know.
3: Yeah, but Seamus does have the best line out of the whole battle scene. What was? Oh, let's get a drink when
1: we're done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stereotypical Irishman. <laughs> yeah.
6: What say we finish off this lot? Go find us a drink.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just. I just. At I'm like, of course, the Irishman had to say that. So now they've spotted Harry.
6: Ron is Ron is and facing Bellatrix, to... and then the path opens through the giant group of Death Eaters, and there's Voldemort standing there. Dun 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 dun.
1: And then the um, point of view changes to Hermione. Susan Bones is dead and has taken a Death Eater with her. Um, Ron is still battling uh, Bellatrix
0: because she likes to play with her food.
1: Yes. And then Draco appears out of nowhere and is going to curse Harry in the back, and which he, he, has he has been known to do. Yes, he has been known to. And she throws herself between Draco and Harry. He'd cast the Imperius, and, and so now we have a big problem. Because
6: Hermione oh, never learned how to throw it off as well as Harry did.
4: Oh, I hated this part so much. Malfoy or Draco had cast the Imperius on Hermione, and he was like, "Now, Mudblood, turn and do as I command." As she turned, she wondered idly what would happen, what Draco was going to make her do, and then she realized Dumbledore stood in front of her, twenty feet away she raised her
1: wand. Ugh, I hated this part so much because I love Hermione. And she's trying to fight it. She's trying to fight it. She takes her wand and she turns it toward herself and then she can't hold it and it turns back and she casts the Avada Kedavra. But she has a moment
6: where she's meeting his eyes and he's twinkling at her. Even uh, during the middle of the battle, she can tell that he forgives her.
1: You are forgiven, Hermione Granger. I forgive you. Remember nothing else. Remember that.
0: And there we see the foreshadowing because he knew it was going to happen. Back at her house. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right. There's your self fulfilling prophecy right there. Thank you very much. Okay. That part made me. S- so now the battle is over. Yeah,
6: we skip over the actual.
1: We skip over the D, the battle between Harry and Tom Riddle. Because Voldemort
6: really isn't that important. He's kind of tiny guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we do hear that it works. Um... He
1: hasn't been eating, drinking his pumpkin juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> right.
3: He didn't have an engorgement. <laughs> it's
1: all those rituals, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Pumpkin juice doesn't taste so good when you yeah. have a snake I tongue. Have okay, so now, we had, now we're back in the uh, hospital wing, and Harry wants to see Hermione, and he's demanding to see her. And Pomfrey's like, No, we have to, to fix you first. And he says, No, I want to see her now.
0: Now. Bed three. The look on the school nurse's face would have been laughable if it had been such a terrible situation.
6: <laughs> yeah. And this is where we find out that he just reduced Voldemort to a pile of dust, which is good to know.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, because I was a little confused there for a second. I'm like, What happened to Voldemort? i Melting.
1: It was water. <laughs>
6: it's odd to skip the end of the battle, but it's kind of appropriate to him because um, everything Voldemort was about was making himself important. And skipping his big death scene is um, mm-hmm. well, hey, it's only Tommy, you know.
1: It's kind of poetic justice. Yeah, Ron is is almost hysterical here. Why did he doesn't understand? Why did she turn on Dumbledore? And Harry says Draco used Imperius, mm-hmm. and Dean says that he saw it, and of yeah, course, it was
6: thrown at Harry, and she jumped in front of it.
1: And now everybody is going to go. Where's Draco?
6: Yeah, and they're all
0: headed to get him.
6: They all head to the door just as um, Bill and Charlie come through yep. the other way. They're sort of whoa, you know.
1: Well, they can't. They can't do anything. Like you don't mess with our uh-huh. money. This is revenge. She's and, our no it all And they're like, "No, he's going to Azkaban. He's going to Azkaban. He's already yes. been caught."
6: Except Ron oh. notices that um, Harry slipped right. out anyway, and right. so he heads after him.
0: I don't know. It might be nothing, but I've got a bad feeling about this. Come on.
1: Well, I At this point, I think Harry is just about.
6: He's no, on autopilot.
2: Sure
1: no, is. I think he. He's just beside himself. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. He's in shock. He really is. They get there just in time, too. To hold him back. They find Harry with his wand out, getting ready to go after Malfoy. Which I think is kind of interesting here, because Harry has just used basically wandless magic to knock out the Death Eaters and to destroy Voldemort. But he's not so out of control here that he's going for the wandless magic.
1: I have to wonder if you exhaust yourself using wandless magic. Because a wand is usually used for focus point. That's what I've always understood. Mm-hmm. And wandless magic... It makes wand- it, it makes- Right. Right. And wandless magic is a lot harder to do and it's a lot more emotional based. So there's so much going on inside of Harry at this point that he needs the wand for focus. Mm -hmm. If he had used wandless magic on Malfoy, he probably would have taken out everybody around him. And
0: that's kind of what Ron says to him. He trots up to him and says, now are you going to take out Draco and three innocent Aurors? Then Harry turns to him and Ron gasps. There was so much hate in Harry's eyes. His green eyes glowed in a way that Ron had never seen before. And he felt the power just
6: resonating from him.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm just amazed that they actually got out of there alive.
6: And Voldemort is the only one, the only other one who's ever been described as having glowing eyes.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. And
0: Draco still can't leave well enough alone.
1: Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Draco.
6: Draco's an idiot.
4: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He's just asking for it at this point. Oh,
1: Lord.
6: He's a brat, really. From potions in the one last week and now this here.
1: Yeah. Next time, Potter. Oh, boy.
6: He needs villain rehabilitation.
1: He needs something. I just like, what's the phrase? The head out of the ass. <laughs>
6: well, he's, he's a, like, he's a uh, 60s cartoon villain. Next time, Potter, I'll get you next time. <laughs>
1: right.
3: <laughs> yeah, he just needs the long mustache God. that he can just like pet. So so we switch scenes now.
6: Wait,
0: wait, let me do this line because I love this. I'll dance on his grave, Harry says in a low vibrating voice that carried down the hall. Someday, somehow, I swear on all that is holy that I will see you dead and I will dance on your grave. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we switch scenes and remember that this is written in 2004. Mm-hmm. And we have Harry is digging a hole. Right. Eight feet long and four feet wide. And he's down three feet. He's digging a grave. And he's been
6: there for two and, hours. And I
1: think this is really remarkable because this was written three years right. before Deathly Hallows where he dug Dobby's, Dobby's mm-hmm. grave. Ron that one wasn't shows as much up. work. Ron shows up and says, what are you doing? And Harry's digging. He says, I can see that. Why? Because I need to. You. You could, we could magic the shovels. He says, Ron, I need to. And so Ron realizes what's going on and helps him dig the grave. Right. Mm-hmm. it's such a big deja vu too i was like whoa oh, i know i know it's like i can't believe she got that right i know
4: yeah
3: I, I was just like wow
1: and and then they talk about and then they say and then ron says harry she's better off and you think Who? whose rave are they digging I know. oh my god and they don't tell you
3: i know and i'm just like hermione no no shitty no i'm like wait no i yeah. don't
1: know What happened. well they because they talk about hermione's broken body in the hospital wing yeah and you don't realize who's raving. Digging. Okay, whose grave are they digging? You have to read the story to find out. Come <laughs> on, oh, no!
3: you spoiled it for me the whole
1: entire <laughs> yeah, but time. You, but, no, 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 I know who that's, it is. That's a really, spoiled. really big spoiler. I can't tell you. Yeah. Um, Ron
6: says some things aren't meant to be, and Harry says, "I know it's time to move on," and that's the end. And we don't know anything. It's several years, I think, before the beginning of Power of Truth.
1: The Power of Truth starts when Harry is thirty-five years old. Yeah, so, so he's so, and this years. is, and this is. Is when he is 18. So 17 years have gone by. It's almost like the epilogue. This story. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: my God. And it's... Something that I found really interesting is that reading this that we just read, it fits in fairly well with the canon. You could read this and say, oh, okay, they're wizards. And uh-huh. Yeah, that works. But at the beginning of the next one, there's a lot of differences. And it's very interesting on how they you know, how it all gets put together.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, but it's so fun. It's so interesting how it gets put together. Harry Potter is a real person. And it's really interesting how she wrote and how it was introduced to the public because they talked talk about oh you're the person in the books yes and no
2: (laughs) oh
0: weird (laughs) yeah i won't spoil it but it's very interesting how it ends up
1: so i hope that everybody has enjoyed um the first story of uh creative quill's uh, power of truth harry potter and power of truth and enjoyed us talking about the the prequel and give give us a little bit more information about what actually happened in power of truth a little bit more backstory so
0: this is peoncast signing off
1: we're signing off have a good evening bye bye Bye. good Good night. night bye